What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's do this. All right. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Wisco Fanatics here with uh, our boy Mikey, Badger expert. We also have special guest Scary Alvarez, as we are here for our 2023 Badgers Primer live from Isaac Sports Bar in New Holstein, Wisconsin. Feel kind of dirty being in the Holstein and doing something cool, but it's okay for one night, I guess. Oh, Raider Pride, baby. Raider Pride. Oh, see, uh, now I'm getting it from the crowd. Hey, hey, the rivalry never ends, okay? The rivalry never ends. That's because they're the best. See? If new, if new Holstein is rocking, don't come a knocking. Yes, Gary. Yes. Oh, He's the perfect guest. Perfect guest. You're the perfect guest, Gary. Downhill from here, buddy. If you're in the audience and want to hear the guests that we currently have on, it's Gary Alvarez. He's had some great guests on his show. Yeah. If you guys are in the audience and you want to hear what Scary's got to say, you can head over to our YouTube page. Just pull it up, crank it up on your phone, subscribe to us while you're there in the process. And we're just going to start. We're going to give Scary Alvarez the, the platform a little bit because he started his own podcast. And I have to give it to him. He's had fantastic guests. I think he's like six episodes in. And he's had like 64 great guests on his show already, yeah. uh, some of whom we're going to talk about today. So we'll give, uh, we'll give Scary Alvarez the floor and let him talk about some of the guests and just some of the biggest takeaways that you've had from the guests that you've had on your show. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's, that's a nice intro. And, and uh, yeah, the, the, the biggest thing to note is, you know, I had, I had good guests. I think that's a fair statement. But the, the, the reality is they were all so incredibly – overwhelmed and thrilled to be talking to me that it was their greatest day uh, of the season. I, I feel like the, the, the football season is going to be all downhill now for Hunter Waller after having jumped on the podcast. So, we'll see how that goes. but uh, yeah, guys, I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we started out with the Rucci brothers, uh, Nolan and Hayden tight end and offensive lineman. Um, and then uh, we sort of went to the, uh, Hunter Waller, who's a, a safety, I think one of my big breakout players for the 23 Badgers. I mean, I think the real ones know how good he is, but Ooh. I think he's I – mean, is, there, is there something – is there some politics going on here behind the scenes? No, no, no. Is he's it, just a big Hunter all. guy. We're, uh, Gary <laughs> I and I are on the same page for sure. He's great, and I'm not just saying that because – I'm not just saying that because people who saw him at camp have echoed that exact same thing, which is that he was just everywhere. Uh, during camp, I mean, he's been everywhere during camp, and he's he's a he's a leader, kind of leads by example. 
Um, he he was great, and uh, yeah, we've had uh, got the basketball freshman on. This is a football program, but we had uh, you know Gus Boss and and his crew on. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and you go know me. I'm a big basketball guy too. I'm really excited about this year's team. I I, I feel like. We paid our penance last season. That was a horrible year, and I think we'll get. I know it's a football show, but today, but but I'm I'm just super excited about the Badger, and I expect uh, Greg Gard to have them in the top five of the Big Ten back in the tournament again this this season. Um, who else we have? We have we had uh, coach. The new one was Coach Bono, wrestling. Stepped away from basketball, and football, and went went to wrestling today, and uh, I was a little bit un. A little bit hurt that he told me that at his initial press conference in 2018 when he was hired, he let me he let me beat him when we wrestled. I thought that was kind of a kind of sad. Um, but we did get the there's something I laid on Twitter today. I did ask the question: uh, PJ Fleck and, and Luke Fickle in a wrestling match. Tell me how that would go. Yeah, PJ no, Fleck's I know. The size it, of a toddler, dude. Let's be real. Every question, everybody wants a test where you got a couple freebies. So I gave Bono a freebie. And he was very – he was he went a lot further than Fleck. He said that any college football coach in America would lose to Fickle in wrestling. And Whoa. I tend to agree because he's a wrestler. Apparently he wrestled in high school or something. Oh, he was a baller. Yeah, he was a wrestler. Bro, I'm going to find and, out who you are, man, because you have too much inside information. It's a, it's a hot topic. I'm going to find out You're going to figure out who he is. Who, who is? I don't understand the question. Well played. I, well played. No, I, but it's great though. You got the and the voice of the Badgers. Matt LePay was on. Um, and who am I forgetting here? It's it's oh uh, Brady Collins, faith and conditioning coach. That would uh, you, you want to you want a high octane, high energy kind of podcast? Get get Brady to jump on with you. He just he keeps it going. He's got a good sense of humor. It was the second funniest person in that podcast, which is fine. But he was he most podcasts he'd be number one. But yeah, I found out him and Bono both get up at four a.m. They get it. They roll in to the to the facility at four a.m. and and I was talking about Brett Bielema rolling like eleven fifty five in the morning coming from Arby's. So it's, it's just a huge contract. Yeah, I'm, I'm laying I'm laying Bielema. I already where are we six minutes in? I already, I'm already going after Bielema and and Flack. It's it's on brand. But anyway, thanks for having me on. Really enjoying it, and we got some fun ones coming up. Yeah, definitely look forward to seeing who else you have on next. We're definitely going to be talking about some of the guys that you have on, that yeah. you've had on the show. So we're going to give you a chance to come on and to hop on and talk about some of the great guests that you've had on. And if, if anybody who, who wants to know more, a little more in-depth even than we are going to get today, um, Scary Alvarez has had some great guests on the Scary Alvarez show. So definitely check his show out. He's, like you already mentioned, he's had some fantastic guests on. You get a little more insight into the people that we're going to talk about today. So. Um, scary, we'd love to have you back during the season. It's every time you come on, it's it's always good for a bunch of laughs. So we'd love to have you back. And uh, appreciate we'll, it. We'll, appreciate we'll, we'll get you on your show on your show someday. We'll see. It's an honor. To yeah, talk yeah. To yeah. We'll, 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 we'll hook you guys up. Hey, one thing. Um, Cindy, my wife made me. She keeps me keeps me honest on these things. She told me to remember to tell you and your audience whether it's the. The beer drinkers in the in the crowd there, whether it's the people watching on on the YouTube, that that Scary Over Us podcast is on YouTube, on the appropriately titled Scary Over Us podcast page, 
And also, we do it on something called Spatifi. She said. Oh, okay, yeah. Spati is that am I pronouncing it correctly? Spatifi. Well, is that okay? What is what is it? Look, man, I have a BlackBerry. Okay. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. Okay, fine. It's on Spotify, smart guy. But uh, so those who, those those who don't want to see my beautiful face, yeah, those who don't want to see my beautiful Spanish. Uh, beautiful Spanish skin and muscles can can listen on Spotify. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to hop on with us for a little bit, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, cool. Gary. Is that Have it? I'm already. I'm. I'm done. I think. I think oh. that's it. I mean, do you. Okay. Real quick. Before we okay. no, it's totally fine. I mean, I, uh, I Cindy's drawing a bath for me right now, my Roman bath. But I can, I can, oh. I can wait a few minutes. Did that okay. get weird? Two two things we want to get from you before we let you go. We need okay. a bold prediction yes, and a you. record prediction. Thank you. That's what I wanted, bold prediction. Yeah, good question. And I, I was on with uh, a guy named Big Ten Ted. I'm not sure if you guys know who that is. Uh, one of, one of the, the, the finest Big Ten podcasters. And he asked me the, bold, uh, the, uh, the record prediction. And he allowed me to give a range. And I didn't feel comfortable with that. But I'm going to go to the high end of the range because the range the range was undefeated at the top and it was it was four four L's on the bottom. I'm gonna say this is a uh this is an eleven and one team heading into the Big Ten championship game. And and I know it, yeah. Pardon me? Who, who are we playing in the Big Ten championship? Ohio State. Oh Michigan, Michigan is gonna be third place in, yeah Michigan's a third place team in the East this year. I'm saying it right now. What? That's a yeah you heard me. Third place. Quote me on that. Go ahead. Bulletin board okay. material. I'm happy to have it. Oh, Hunter Dickinson, are you gonna cry now? No, he's in he's he's in Kansas. Wow. And and a bowl a bowl game prediction. I, I would say that obviously if if it goes the way I think it's going to go, it's gonna come down to that that Big Ten championship game against Ohio State uh for the uh right to be in the college football playoff. So that that, that just like it was in twenty seventeen. So that's I'm gonna leave it at that. I, I do think we're gonna be we're gonna have meaningful games in, in November and early December as far as the uh the national title scene. That's that's how confident I am in this team. Um we're gonna have some close games though. I want to be very clear. We are gonna have some close games. Pullman, Washington, a night game, the the ire of every Pac 12, Pac 4, whatever it's called now, every Pac 12 <laughs> drunk, like they're just going to bring it at these poor kids. And I mean, the Badgers weren't like, "Hey, let's have a team meeting and vote to let's vote to get Washington, Oregon in here." The, the Badgers had nothing to do with this, but that's good. That crowd's going to be ready. We're going to win that game, but that's going to be a close game. I think at Purdue is also going to be kind of a dogfight uh, night game there too. And uh, I think the Ohio State game is going to be very tricky at home. But we are going to beat Ohio State one or more times this season. That is what oh, I'm saying. That's bold. All right. Greater so, than or equal to one? It might be the might be the old age sneaking up on you. We got the bold prediction. We need a bold, like With, like thick font bold. We need a bold prediction. Like my biceps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my thighs. Wait, I, I, I squat nine hundred. By the way, I won squat fest and they edited me out. It's bullshit. But <laughs> um, you wait. You want a new another bold prediction, or were you characterizing the previous prediction as a bold prediction? <laughs> I mean, that's, I suppose that was bold. Uh, give one, give one team specific that doesn't relate to the opponent. Okay, uh, team specific. 
Tanner Mordecai, first team All Big Ten quarterback. Love it. There it is. Love it. Oh, but the spring game, ninety mile per hour wins in the defense that was about two months ahead of the offense. I don't know. I think we're going to be okay. I didn't. I don't think. We, I don't think. I don't think we left all on the field there in, in heck in April. I think we're going to be all right. All right, guys. Well, hey, this has been a true, unique, lifelong pleasure for the three of you and all your guests there. Get rowdy. Oh, he left. No, later, man. You okay. scared him. <laughs> Look at you playing playing magic there, peekaboo. No, um, I, couldn't ditch, I couldn't ditch Jake Ferguson's grandpa. Come on now. <laughs> Jake Ferguson's grandpa. I, what is, that's also an honor. And by the way, I, I know you guys want to get on your other stuff, but I'm going to tell you, Jake is going to is going to really, really have a big season for the Cowboys as their starting oh, tight end. We were uh, just talking have, about that, man. We were just yeah, Jake's going to be all right. Jason, and that's an offense that that makes a lot of sense for him. He's still going to block, and that's okay. But yes, that's fine. he'll have he'll have Peyton Hendershot caddying for him. Uh, but but he's going to be great. Jake Jake over and under eight point five touchdowns. Whoa! Setting eight. Yep, you heard me. Fergie time in Dallas. Fergie time. <laughs> sad sad that he a, plays for the Cowboys. Though. It's ridiculous. I freaking hate the Cowboys except for every game Jake plays. But anyway. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you all go. You guys have a great night. And uh who's coming on next? Who's the new guest? I don't know. It's uh might just be the three of us for tonight. But okay, I'm just saying whoever whoever it is, I feel horribly sorry for. Maybe so follow this. Back the audience back to follow, huh? All right, y'all. You have a good night. You too. It, you too. Save Enjoy some beers. Save some. Save some beers for me. Take care. No. <laughs> All right. So you want to turn your turn your sound off? I'm going to turn the mic off. All righty. Here we go. No echoes. No echoes. All righty. You guys ready to pick out some information? Yeah. Let's do it. We got like nine pages of notes for this show between. Just, just myself. myself. So, so we're gonna, gonna start, start. We're gonna start with, with a new coaching, coaching staff. staff. So we have a whole new coaching staff with the Badgers, Badgers now. The Badgers, Badgers come into the season at number 19, and we have a whole bunch of new coaches, a whole bunch of new staff changes, starting at the top with Luke Fickle. And there's been so much buzz about Luke Fickle. I honestly, I didn't take down a ton of notes about Luke Fickle, except for a few things that stood out to me. So, so first thing that came up to me about Luke Pickle was his 57-18 record as a head coach, a brand new approach to recruiting, which yeah. includes a wider net and social media aspect of it. We got the whole Luke Pickle bat signal going all summer has been a huge fun part of the new recruiting. And it's, and it's been, been just an absolute, absolute blast, blast just to go through the, the Luke Fickle bat signal era for new recruits. And then, and then the, the last thing, thing with us as a school fanatics trying to have a more positive, positive optimistic outlook on the season, season. something that stood out to me that Luke Fickle said was, pain is guaranteed, suffering is optional. And that, that stood out to me. So I'll kick it to Jake and Mike. What's with you guys about Luke Fickle uh, since we got the higher guy in the second Okay. Um, so I guess the thing that sticks out to me is the is the toughness. He brings a tough uh, a new a new edge to the Wisconsin Badgers that I feel like we were missing. And it's not that Wisconsin didn't play a tough brand of football. We always played good defense. We always ran the ball. We played big boy football, right? We said that when Nebraska came over, like, welcome to the adult dinner table. One of my favorite lines of all time, by the way. 
but just, just, just the, the mental toughness that he's going to bring to this team that I think that we were missing the last couple of seasons. Even though we did have talented players, we were still sending a ton of people to the NFL, from linemen, linebackers, you know, quarterbacks, doesn't matter. We're still sending a bunch of people. But the one thing that I think is going to stick out is the mental toughness. And I don't want to take everything, so I'm going to let Mike go, and then I'll add in after that. But that's what sticks out to me. I mean, I mean, you're all absolutely right. right. So, so when Chris McIntosh takes over as a, it's like, when he hires your coach. First off, none of us thought that Luke was going to be the guy to get hired. Nope. We talked about when Jim Leonard wasn't going to be the guy. The last person we thought of, I think, was Luke Pickle. I think we can all We all thought he was going to Notre Dame, USC, some some bigger school, let's be honest. And all caught us by surprise. We were talking Lance Leipold, but I have this person to open as a war rock along myself. You know, love her. But, you know, he's, he's got, got a good thing going on. I can't. <laughs> uh, no, that, that was great. great. I remember, you know, seeing those tweets, and then we were all just jacked up and excited. And um, he had a background for the Macintosh, too. We played against him. You know, he was an old starter at Ohio State, State for four years. Um, and he's made it clear he's all about the line of scrimmage, too, which is, I think, resonates with the Wisconsin program. Absolutely. Granted, we're not going to be in the power run game. We're not going to have jumbo tight end packages anymore. That kind of went away. But he still made it clear it's all about the line of scrimmage. It's still all about, you know, you know, getting really on those touches, which we're going to talk about, you know, later as well. But, I mean, you know, you kind of hit on the uh, hit on the edge there before Tyler. 57, 18 record. Peach, well, Peach Wolbert appearance in 2020. And a non-power five school at Cincy, you know, makes the college football playoff. Yeah, that's yeah. Right there, that's when you call it volume, I think. 100%. Um, you know, he does have other head coaching experience. So even at Ohio State, it was only for one year, six six. But, you know, he's got a huge background in the Big Ten, too, which I think at the end of the day yeah. resonates with the Wisconsin football program and McIntosh and Chris McIntosh, too. And I think this, this uh, marriage between these two actually going forward because I think this retiring woke up a lot of, like, old school Wisconsin Badger alum, the fans that were all about Jimmy Leonard getting hired yeah. that job. And when, when, when things don't go their way, then they're going to chirp a little bit. And I think there's a lot of fans out there that aren't willing to, you know, make that change and stick to that, you know, Barry Alvarez run game. But, you know, you got to give it the time, especially in college football, um, whether it's in the recruiting aspect online or just, you know, all the good teams are running like a spread offense of some sort. They're not doing a power run, not doing any of that. So. I think that's what I really appreciate about Chris McIntosh is having that new that new type of vision and not just sticking to the old ways for sake of tradition. And we'll, we'll move next into Phil Longo, who is bringing the air raid to Wisconsin, which I just really quick want to pat myself on the back for calling this last last fall. The dairy raid. You got to say the dairy raid. The dairy raid. Yeah, I, the dairy raid. Oh, I, I hate that. I hate that. I hate you hate the dairy raid, or you hate that I called that they were going to go to the area? No, I like that. I hate that. I'm <laughs> sorry. I do. I, I took more notes on Phil Longo because he is my favorite new hire for this Wisconsin Badgers team. Now, looking at Phil Longo and just hearing air raid, everybody is just going to think, okay, we're going to pass 40 times a game. The Badgers aren't going to be RBU anymore. And that's it couldn't be farther from the truth, actually. Uh, Phil Longo has said it a whole bunch of times that – his offense is based on taking what the defense gives you. Uh, it goes for run and pass situations. And Kim Ray DK actually said, Coach Longo does a great job of putting playmakers in space and giving them the ability to make plays. Longo said, we don't want our offense to be one-dimensional. He said, I've said this a thousand times. I don't care if we run it 70 times or pass it 70 times. I just want to take what they're giving us. 
So that's what Solongo is bringing with the air raid. And the passing attack is based on a pretty balanced spread of routes. Um, we'll talk about Tanner Mordecai and how that fits with his skill set, but it's really the balance. And Phil Longo put Sam Howell into the NFL at UNC. Um, Drake May is probably going to be a first-round pick. He was under uh, Phil Longo's tutelage last year. And in one of his seasons, this was in uh, North Carolina, he did have two 1,000-yard rushers in the same season in 2020. And that was Javante Williams and Michael Carter, both of whom ended up in the NFL. Both pretty good in the NFL, actually. I mean, Javante, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then both of them also had 25 receptions apiece. So Braylon Allen and, and Ches Malusi said their goal together was 50 receptions. And you can go back and look and see Javante Williams and Michael Carter both combined for 50 receptions and had 1,000 yards rushing each. Thanks. So Phil Longo worked with Mike Leach, one of the originators of the Air Raid offense, and Lincoln Riley, who went from Oklahoma to USC. Dude's kind of a big deal as far as coaching goes. And he described his offense as dynamic, versatile, and fast. And if you watch Gary Alvarez's podcast, if you read reports from spring, every single player and coach talks about practice and everything fast. Every single one of them uses the word fast when they're talking about practices and the new offense. So what stands out to you guys about Phil Longo? So first, I just want to take a second and appreciate that our football teams are going to have speed now. God, isn't that nice? Packers, Badgers, we're going to have speed all over the field on offense. So, Phil Longo, great, great hire. By the way. I, love, I love the OC hire and the DC hire. Both are amazing, in my opinion. For the last three seasons, he's been at North Carolina. The Tar Heels finished first in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and passer rating in the ACC. That's with in the same conference as Clemson, who, by the way, gets a lot of big-time recruits. And they still finish second in rushing touchdowns. So this is a team that's not afraid to run the rock, like Tyler pointed out. They obviously can sling it, spread it out. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over some some players that we brought in this year, some new faces as well on the player aspects. But we got some guys at, at wide receiver that got the dog in them. They're gonna they're gonna spread them out, give them one on ones. And now you're gonna get Braylon Allen a one on one with a little safety. All I gotta say is the Big Ten ain't ready for it, man. Mikey, what you got? Yeah, I mean, when you look at Phil Longo, he actually has the most uh, coaching experience out of this whole staff. It's 30, 33 years of coaching between, you know, his time at UNC. It goes back, Sam Houston State, I, I want to say. Ole Miss, which, by the way, he also helped put A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf in the NFL. That's too. a good point. So, um, yeah, when he was at his, I guess, 2017 year, those two guys were there. So um, that was another thing that stood out to me. But, no, he's got the most coaching experience that I saw. Uh, based off of everyone else's resume. So he's been around the block for quite a bit. Um, but, no, his offense, is, you know, creates favorable matchups. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, Tanner Mordecai's job to read that when he goes into the play and, you know, decide and get the – and, you know, release the ball real quick to a receiver or hand it off. You're going to see a lot more RPOs in this offense too. So it's – it's, and it's real quick. So as soon as the play's over, Tanner's looking over at Longo. He's going to have his, you know, wrist wristband on, and he's making the call. So – um, this is not going to be, you know, go in the huddle for 30, 40 seconds, snap the ball at the last second. This is going to be go, 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 which is, I think, you know, Badger fans should be excited for. I know I'm excited for it. Uh, it's definitely a, a change of pace that, um, I think needed to be welcome, uh, to Madison and so, uh, brought the fresh, fresh air, essentially. No more, uh, no more eight minute field goal drives. Not this year. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. 
what I will throw out there for for potentially the most coaching experience, and this is you know this might not be a coordinator, but the new offensive line coach, Jack Bicknell Jr. Um, he started coaching in 1986. Oh, that's close. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin is the ninth college, and he worked for four NFL teams. He was yep. at North Carolina with Bill Longo in 2022. Mm-hmm. So he comes over with Longo mm-hmm. to Wisconsin. Um, the Badgers also have Devin Spalding, a new running backs coach. Uh, he coached running backs at Youngstown State for four years. Uh, does have a fickle connection as a graduate assistant in 2019. And if you like, if you watch any practice highlights and you see Devin Spalding talking to the running backs, the dude is super animated. Like he is always cheering for his guys. They also say that he gets in their face when they need it and does it in a way that pushes them to be better. Mm-hmm. So they appreciate the way that he does it. It's not like he's you know, confrontational for the sake of being that way, but he does, he does do it to, to fire them up. And you can see it. He's also the same way with his support for them. And then one other guy that I'm going to throw as it kind of relates to the offense before we switch to defense is Brady Collins, which if you go watch the Scary Alvarez podcast with Brady Collins, you will get a, a newfound appreciated for a guy who does strength and conditioning. It might not sound like an important job because you don't see his work on the field, but you see the work in the players. So Scary Alvarez interviewed him. If you want to learn more about him, I strongly suggest watching that interview. His motto is tough, nasty, discipline. Oh. The guy just creates like massive energy among the players. They actually have a plaque that says FE2 in the weight room, which is iron squared is iron sharpens iron. That's what they have in their weight room. Um, That's sick. So That's a t-shirt, dude. Sickle and Brady Collins had the connection from Cincinnati. And McIntosh was so impressed with Collins and his ability to use strength and conditioning to create competition and accountability. So is there anything else you guys want to say on any of the new faces on the offense? Brady Collins, energy is contagious. I mean, that's just a guy that, you know, you, you better you better bring in every day. But at the same time, that's a guy that you want to, you know, give it your all for, too. So uh, I definitely love the hire on that end. Uh, give a shout out to Mike Brown, too, the receivers coach, actually, yes, as well. Yes, yes. When you said you talked about animated, too, with Devin Spaulding, I mean, this guy, I mean, Mike Brown is also in that category as well. And I, he's worth bringing up, especially because of how many receiver transfers we literally brought in yep. this year. So yes, I'm glad you um, mentioned that. Will Pauling and Quincy Burroughs being the two the two yeah. main ones. That's the call on that. Yeah. He's also the, the passing game coordinator. So thank you for bringing him up. Yeah, and he's also got, you know, experience playing in the NFL as well for the Jaguars for three seasons, I think it was. So mm-hmm. another guy that just brings NFL experience to, to the team too. So had to get a quick shout out there. Good call. So switching to the defensive side of the ball, starting with Mike Trestle, the new the co-defensive coordinator. We'll talk about the other one in just a second. But Mike Trestle is going to be bringing a ton of new looks to the defensive side of the ball, including a dollar package that features six defensive bats. I know Mike's going to have more on this because Hunter Waller has been playing the, the quote-unquote linebacker role in when they have those six guys, those six defensive backs on the field. So... Uh, we'll, we'll save a little bit of Hunter Waller discussion for in a little bit. <laughs> but Mike Trestle mainly runs a 3-3-5 defense. That's three defensive linemen, three linebackers, and five defensive backs. Um, Hunter Waller serving as a potential linebacker safety hybrid could be an absolute star, literally, and in the, in the word of a safety linebacker hybrid star in this defense. Um, when Mike Trestle was first announced as the co-defensive coordinator, he and his staff said they were working on ways to figure out blending his defense with the Wisconsin style of defense. So just like we're talking about with Phil Longo in the running game, Mike Trestle and the defense are also going to try to relate Wisconsin traditional defense, which 
we've just been known for pumping out linebacker after linebacker, all That's to true. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna work on putting those together. So with Longo, Trestle, and definitely with Stickle, I get the sense of wanting to introduce both new schemes while remaining true to the tradition and what Wisconsin fans have grown to love uh, about the team uh, that's made them great in the past. So uh, starting with Mike Trussell, Mike, Jake, is there anything you guys want to say about Trussell? Yeah, I, w- I want to go real quick, yep. Mikey. Um, no so I love the three-three-five defense. I think that is phenomenal. I love ha- adding another safety or a star on the field that allows you to, to match up with the offense so much better in today's game where they play a lot of spread offense, a lot of three wide receivers, uh, a lot of a lot of screen passes to running backs. They're doing tight end screens now. I mean, just having the extra guy that can just, you know, first of all, tackle. Hunter Waller is just a tremendous tackler, a tremendous player. He covers everything. So I think Mike Trestle getting that 3-3-5 in there, which is better than a 2-4-5 in my opinion because you still got more beef on the field so you can still stop the run, which obviously you have to be able to do in the Big Ten. So the 3 3 is going to be amazing, and Trestle knows how to coach it, man. So I'm excited. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there was some similarities too. When I looked at, when I looked at like the scheme at three, three, five, I basically compared it to like what Jim Leonard used to run. Cause he was all about the three, four, sometimes mm-hmm. the two, four, five mm-hmm. with the three, three, five. It is a balanced mix of, uh, you know, man to man and zone, zone coverage. Jimmy Leonard primarily was his own guy. I would say just like looking at it. Um, I would say one of the biggest difference is, especially in the three, three, five, the off the outside linebackers are going to be blitzing, are going to be blitzing way more rather than dropping into pass co- coverage. That you that Jim Leonard dropped him back probably about, about a third of the time I, I want to say roughly. So that's gonna gonna want be one of the biggest changes I think. Is yeah. CJ gets gonna be in his three point stance or is he gonna be standing? That's another question that. Spoiler alert! Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I knew it. And Daryl Peterson, whatever. I'm sorry. I knew he had CJ. That's another part of it. But no, um, when you bring bring up Hunter Waller, like the reason why, like this alignment allows line uh, position players like him or who else come can come into the box and cover up a B gap too, right? So that could be, you know, bringing them in on a blitz or stuff the run. So it definitely caters to somebody, a utility man like Waller, or I could even see a guy like Latu maybe yeah. filling in that role from time Dude, to time. So I know, sense. I know a guy, I, I know a guy too. that might like him on this uh, on this podcast, but uh, no, the dollar position is going to fit um, Waller. It's going to fit the scheme, I, I think, for Trestle. And we got to remember too, like last year, he was in total defense. He was first in the AAC. Uh, he brings in a ton of experience from Michigan State as well. Uh, you know, I, this is a great hire, I think, given, given the circumstances. And I, I personally think this should be still be a top 15 defense this year, uh, even the, with all these changes. In the NCAA? Yes, absolutely. Why not? I can see it. We have the mo- we have a loaded safety group and a cornerback group. Nice. There's gonna there's question marks, oh, but boy. I think uh, we'll we'll talk about that. We're definitely gonna talk about it. Uh, Eric's commenting on the Facebook side that Derek Yankee, he hosts Miller Park Minute. Uh, we've had him on the show before. He's uh he's probably watching the Brewers and, and tuning into us here and there. Which uh, tell us the score, Eric. They're up five to nothing. They're up five to nothing. Don't tell us the score, Eric. I was just about to say Mike's probably sitting there watching, <laughs> knowing the Brewers are up. But uh, he said he got robbed on it. Oh, five to one. All right, I'll, I'll allow it. Um, so the next guy for the new coaching staff is Colin Hitchler. He is the safeties coach and the other co-defensive coordinator with Russell. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing with Colin Hitchler is he has been the lead recruiter of seven of the 21 recruits that the Badgers have for 2021 so far. Three of those seven are four-star recruits, and four of those seven are from Pennsylvania in the 2024 class. Um, oh, Barry said 
Badgers are winning the national championship this year. Mark my words. <laughs> All right, Barry. I, I'm to, totally here for it. I'll take your word for it, Scary. I hope the crowd saw that too. Yeah, <laughs> we're very optimistic here. Uh, so the other thing with Colin Hitchler is 24-7 Sports ranked him as the number 15 recruiting assistant. So that's it's nice to have on our side. I'll say. And we're talking about safety rooms. I mean, we're talking about safeties, DBs, which the other DB, um, you know, that they've worked with, kind of kind of a big deal in the NFL. I don't know if you guys heard of Sauce Gardner. Nope, never heard Might of him. Never Sauce heard of Gardner, him. Yeah. a little bit. Never yeah. heard of him. Yeah, doesn't doesn't ring a bell for you guys. No. Uh, no. Is there anything you guys want to say about Colin Hitchler? You can start. I'll go after you. You hit it right on the head. That's what I was going to address. I mean, in this incoming recruiting class, he's landed seven out of the 21 commits. Yep. Um, you know, Pennsylvania, I mean, some of the states that we're starting to get into, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Florida. Florida. Florida, I mean, we've had a little bit of a pipeline there with getting, you know, secondary players. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're starting to get more into Pennsylvania. We're stealing recruits from Penn State, which is, you know, good to see. You got New, Jer- New Jersey as well. Um, Virginia actually most recently too. So we're getting, having more of a presence on the East coast with, with Hitchler. I mean, landing seven got seven out of the 21 commits, especially on the East coast. That's, you know, big time, especially if we're not clicking in the in-state kids, which yep. that's a whole nother conversation too, that we can have, I but, think they'll get um, and which I think so too. It's just more so of like the turnover that happened and yeah, just like not talking to coaches, players and whatnot. I think so. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. And like I said, that is a conversation for another day. Yeah. But um, you know, as far as you know, like recruiting goes, this Hitchler definitely uh jump jumps out to me. So I looked more at the numbers when I was looking at Hitchler. And in 2021, the year that Cincinnati decided to just shock the world and make the college football playoffs, he had them playing at a, an elite level. They were fifth in scoring at 16.5 points per game. You're gonna win a lot of games when we get enough 16 points per game and you're running a spread offense. I mean, or the the dairy raid or whatever. The dairy raid. The dairy raid. The dairy raid. We should make t-shirts. Maybe by the end of the show it'll grow on me, oh, but right now it sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're making t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, the number 10 in total defense, and they only allow 4.5 yards per play. That's the one that really stuck out to me. So that goes back to the fickle comment that Tyler made earlier where he said that winning the line of scrimmage is important, and that's where my heart lives, man. I was a big man in high school. I love it. I love watching still the big man. I'm still a big man, but <laughs> – not in the football pads anymore, but um, I love watching the big man go to battle. And if you can win that line of scrimmage, you're going to probably dominate the football game, right? Either running the ball, protecting your quarterback, or getting after their quarterback and stopping their running back. So uh, Hitchler's definitely big on that. Him and Tressler are going to be causing havoc. So the last guy that I want to talk about is Greg Scruggs, kind of a late addition to the Badgers coaching staff. He is the new defensive line coach. Uh, he played for three teams in the NFL from 2012 to 2016. Yep. Started at Cincinnati with Pickle in 2018. He went from the director of player development to the defensive line coach. Spent one year as an assistant defensive line coach with the Jets. And, you know, the Jets had a pretty good defensive line last year. Can't deny that. It's pretty good. And is now at Wisconsin. And he brings a, a winning um, pedigree. Uh, Greg Strokes does also have two Super Bowls. So if there's anything you guys want to throw about Greg Scruggs or anybody else from the Badgers' new coaching staff before we get into players. So Greg Scruggs was the guy that stuck out to me. And you guys were talking about energy before, but Greg Scruggs' energy stuck out to me. And I love the way that he gets after it with the D lineman. He's intense. He tells these boys to go to battle, right? And when he was with 
Cincinnati in 2020 and 2021, he had the Bearcats attacking the football. Uh, they racked up 74 sacks in those two years. So that's that's quite a bit. They were 22 and two in his time coaching the defensive line. And last year with the Jets, they were second in the NFL on yards per play at 4.8. And they were only they were one of two teams, the Philadelphia Eagles being the other one, that only allowed 30 offensive touchdowns the entire season. So yeah, that that front seven was getting after it. And I'm excited to watch the Badgers do the same thing. No, he. Well, I was just gonna touch the sacks part, Jake. That was a good stat. I had that as well. Um, but no, he comes. You know, he was with the Cincy program. He he's just a, wi- a winner, right? He's just part mm-hmm. of that wi- winning culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess like going on top of that with the whole staff. Um, you know, when you're watching like fall camp and like like during the spring, I think up. To, it was a very up tempo pace. I feel yeah, like that's that the one fast. biggest difference that you're gonna hear from everybody you talk to. Uh, whether like you, know, you see Evan Flood talk about it. anybody who's at practice will tell you everything's up tempo, no one's standing around or anything. It's uh completely different from I from from what it used to be, yeah. And that could be the last 20 years, that could be you yeah. know, what it's just it's just a new guy, it's a new staff coming in that's there's no Wisconsin ties or anything, they just could they're coming in and doing their thing essentially. So it's yeah. uh, a change, it's a changing of the guard, but it's for the better. And no, I think this is going to be very beneficial for. Wisconsin fans when all said and done. We better talk some players. Yeah, let's talk some yeah, players. All right, dude. Let's talk some players. So we're gonna start with the offense like we did with the new coaching staff. Whole bunch of new players for the Wisconsin Badgers offense this year, starting with quarterbacks. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go young to old. So I'm gonna start with Cole LaCrue. We actually had him on the show last December. Um dude's got a great attitude. Yeah. Uh, an incoming freshman. Love his attitude, the way that he approaches his uh his work and still love his comments about Central Michigan. That was amazing. Yeah, the confidence level on that kid <laughs> is just—it's it's crazy, it's, dude. So, should we should we tell him? So basically, we brought in uh, the true one of the true freshman quarterbacks under our podcast, right? And he was uh, deciding where he was going to go initially, probably about a month or two prior. Yep. And the only offers that he had were from like Max schools, like Central Michigan, and I forget what the other one was. Um, he had like a Toledo. Yeah, maybe something or something like yeah, yeah but long story short he told the coach like hell no in like the nicest way possible on power five like he told like head coach like straight up like uh, he said he was or, like oh they were like uh we're either gonna need a commitment from you or we're gonna or we're gonna, or we're gonna go, or we're gonna go else. somebody else so he said go get someone else in a nice way yeah, yeah. Said, in a nice someone way. else i'm about to go bigger think about so. the sack on that kid man <laughs> yeah. holy crap right <laughs> so just learning through that, like the recruiting process, that that was really cool to see. When yeah. we, especially when we brought on players and we get to learn behind the scenes, like yeah. what the, what the process is like getting recruited. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, cool. the other two coming in, uh, Braden Locke is a freshman red a redshirt freshman from Mississippi State. He's yep. going to be the primary backup, yep. and then the third string likely is actually no, he's going to be fourth string behind Miles Burkett, who yeah. was on the team last year. But uh, the other one is Nick Evers coming from Oklahoma. He mm-hmm. is a sophomore. Um, very, you guys want to say anything about those two? Evers was a very highly recruited kid. Uh, He's a yeah, Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma knows one thing how to get highly recruited quarterbacks, and he was one of them. And he jumped ship after they had a pretty bad year for Oklahoma standards last year. And he's, yeah, he's he's jumping on the, the Wisconsin Badgers hype train. Yeah, he's he's got to learn the offense, though, right? Yeah, I mean, he's still buried at number four in the depth, depth chart. I mean, Miles Parquet's still ahead of him, Braden Locke, who at this point is the future of the team. I mean, yep. when we were down at the spring game, Brandon Locke was one of those players that stood out to us. Absolutely. So, I mean, he's, you know, and he's also got um, familiarity with the dairy raid offense too. Oh, so I know man. that that helps. But, you know, I think Nick Ever, Evers is definitely a, a project. 
but we'll, we'll see if he can get it together. Maybe he can challenge for that spot next year. The thing with, with Nick Evers, 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 I don't even care. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the athleticism. All the athletic traits you would want to see from him are there. Yeah. It's just the, the football IQ part of it, the execution, the understanding of the offense. That's where Nick Evers, Evers needs to progress. Yep. So all, all, you know, hopes to him that he's able to do that and can help yeah. Wisconsin win. Um, but the big guy, the big guy that we're talking about for the Badgers, new offense is going to be Tanner Mordecai. He comes from SMU. He is already on the Davy O'Brien quarterback award watch list. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to talk more about Tanner Mordecai later. Spoiler alert. But oh, me too. <laughs> in 2022, Tanner Mordecai had 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 3,524 yards. In 2021, he had 39 touchdowns. 12 interceptions, 3,628 yards, and his teammate Rashi Rice was a third-round pick to the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Um, the, in 2021, Tanner Mortar, Tanner Mordecai to Rashi Rice had 10 complete passes that traveled at least 20 yards in the air. And those plays averaged over 27 yards completion. Oh, wow. Uh, Fickle, Luke Fickle said uh, Tanner Mordecai has the necessary confidence to overcome mistakes and adversity. He does not play timid. He'll throw into tight windows. Um, Tanner Mordecai, in my opinion, thrives on screens and beat balls and his intermediate work needs a little bit of needs a little bit of work. Thank you. Um, but he did go from Oklahoma, who runs air raid offense, to SMU, who runs air raid offense, and is now coming in to fill Longo's system at Wisconsin, which will be an air raid offense. No, dairy uh, raid. Stop dairy it. Raid. Dairy raid. Stop it. I'm not doing that. I didn't agree <laughs> to that. I am. So, what, what are you guys looking for from Tanner Mordecai? So, Basically a one and done. So since we're both going to be talking about him more, I'm just going to add this one little stat that I found that I think is disgusting. He is the only player in NCAA history to have seven touchdown passes and one rushing touchdown and a half. And his seven passing touchdowns and a half is an NCAA record. I mean, obviously, right? That was the game. That was the game where he had ten total touchdowns. So, uh, I just thought that stat was gross. Mikey, what do you got? I mean, we—it's a guy with experience, right? At the so at back, the end of the sure, day, sure. I mean, sure. we we've been like we thought. I mean, all of us thought that Grant Graham Mertz was going to be the guy to come in. We're not. I'm not here to bash him or, or anything like that. Well, but, means, but, yeah, maybe he goes to Florida and beat came. Bama, baby. Yeah, <laughs> but we all thought for the last couple seasons Graham Mertz was going to be the answer. Unfortunately, yeah. and it wasn't just because of him. No. It just didn't pan out. Yeah. Um. We we just need a guy, and we don't even, in my opinion, we don't need Tanner Mordecai to do that much for us. We were 11th in to- total offense, I think it was, last year. I, I think I got the stat written down somewhere. And, you know, we came out still with an 8-4 and four record or something like that. And we can just bump that up to even, like, 4 or 5, keep the defense where it is. We're going to be right there. Um, even Yeah, but Tanner Morkheim, he's got 39 touchdowns one year, 33 the next. He's going to sling it no matter what. And Phil Longo's offense, we know right. that. Um, it's just going to be more of a – a balance of whatever the defense gives us. I think in the beginning of the year, I think teams are still going to be more catered to us to run the ball and they're still going to make Tanner throw it. So I think in the beginning of the season, Tanner is going to get so many opportunities. I, I still think teams are going to maybe not stack the box, but I think they're still going to, we're still going to be like, they're still going to look for the run initially at first. Yeah, because Lewis might be a guy to watch early in the season. There's a lot of guys. I, I think there's a lot. We're eight to nine deep. That's another, 
and we're, we'll, we'll get to that for sure. But no, I'm excited. I'm excited for somebody to come in with experience. I am going to talk about like later how I think he is going to do do this year and play maybe oh a little devil's advocate, but oh we're going to get oh there. Wow. We got a lot of Tanner Ward with that yeah. discussion tonight. Oh, wow. So two guys on the offensive line, Jake Renfro and Joe Huber, both uh, transfers. Um, Jake Renfro was an all AAC player in 2021, tore yep. his meniscus, and he is still likely to miss the first game of the season with a foot sprain. Mm-hmm. Um, he is at, he's at Wisconsin because of Brady Collins, um, even more so than Luke Fickle. Um, when he's healthy, he's likely the starting center. Um, and then Joe Huber, also coming from Cincinnati, he is likely to be starting on left guard and does have some positional versatility. And so Joe Huber is kind of like the Zach Tom of the Badgers offensive line. Um, anything you guys want to say about Jake Renfro or Joe Huber? Jake Renfro is a freaking truck. That's just what I'm going to add to that. He helped uh, Cincinnati average, what, what is this right here, 6.7 yards per play which was the ninth most in the NCAA in 2021. Obviously, he got hurt in 2022. And in the ACC, they averaged 5.2 yards per rush. You're going to score a lot of points averaging five yards per rush. He was a first-teamer too, right? I mean, you know, I think he was center of the – or offensive lineman of the year as well. You just got to keep that truck healthy now because uh, he was out all spring. He tried to go through it in fall practice, but now he's going to be out now the first couple weeks. So now – we got Tanner Borderlini starting, which it's not a bad thing, but it's one of those things that I'm going to go go over later. It's about adjusting to the new scheme that we brought in, right? We got all these offensive linemen that aren't used to doing this whole shotgun routine, mm-hmm. playing fast pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think we might have a little bit of difficulty on that, but uh, I'm still excited. Hopefully he can come back fairly soon. And, you know, Joe Huber, I mean, that's a former walk-on too. This is a Wisconsin player in my view. This guy came in, he wasn't highly recruited at all. Goes to Cincy as a walk-on, starts his sophomore year as a starting right tackle. Now he's coming over to Wisconsin as a starting left guard. So that's you know that's a utility man, and he's a backup center. Positional versatility, like Mikey I said. dropping bombs. I so, like it. Okay. No, that's a Wisconsin. It's a Wisconsin guy. I like so it. You, you got to bring that up. So let's talk some wide receivers. I'm going to start with C.J. Williams. He was one of the first guys the Badgers got to flip in the transfer portal. Yep. Uh, he's a four-star recruit wide receiver from USC. Yep. Um, made a ton of noise in camp. He's going to start opposite Kimmeray DK. Um, he was a top 20 wide receiver recruit in 2022. Yep. Uh, what are you guys thinking about CJ Williams? So I got a little bit more on CJ later because I oh. think I'm in love with him. He might be my favorite player on the offense this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, when, okay. I was, when I was lo- watching his film, he's just a smooth kid, great feet, great hands, and – I have an NFL comparison. I know we don't like doing a lot of comparisons, but you tell me if you agree, Keenan Allen. The body size, the speed, the feet, he reminds me a lot of Keenan Allen, in my opinion. I'm not against it. I just I I'm I, I just see I just see it. I see Keenan Allen in this offense, getting the ball one on ones, just being a technician with his feet first. And that's what we love over here. So soft approval from the panel on that one. Okay. Could we say this it. was like the best bat signal out of all the transfers? Uh, it definitely was. It, that, it, is that, I know we had like 15 of them. But... It was gasoline on the fire. So yeah, like, yeah. like fickle yeah. and spark, like we got we got a little bit of fire going. And uh-huh. then like CJ Williams was like throwing a propane tank on the fire. It really <laughs> just exploded what ended up being, you know, bat signal after bat signal after bat signal. When you hear a five-star receiver going to Wisconsin, like you don't hear that at, at all. So that's like yeah. say gasoline. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a month of January, that was probably like the bet. That was probably one of the best months of the year, just strictly off of all those <laughs> bat signals coming. I agree. 
Uh, <laughs> and this one definitely lit the torch on, on that for sure. Uh, no, uh, CJ, I mean, he's one of like the three or four other guys that came in that I'm, I got big expectations for. And he's only, what, a sophomore this year? Yeah. So he's going to have two, maybe three seasons with us. So I'm excited for him to grow. Um, yeah. So, and he came, once he came in, he started making plays too, more importantly in spring practice. He's with the first team. He was consistently with the first team um, until Bryson Green came back. Now they're rotating a little bit. That's another conversation. But, no, I'm excited what he can do. He's going to be in that sixth receiver rotation. Well, before we go, this guy committed to USC. And everybody knows the high profile that USC is now. So so that that's big talk right there. For him to leave USC and come to Wisconsin speaks volumes. So I'm going to transition to a guy that Mike just mentioned, being Bryson Green. Uh, he came from Oklahoma State. He's a six foot, two hundred five pound wide receiver. He had thirty six receptions for five hundred eighty four yards and five touchdowns last season. That's a sixteen point two yards per reception uh, number for Bryson Green. So put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to that later. Um, he's essentially going to be the number four wide receiver in the air raid, but with um, with the constant rotation of wide receivers, they're essentially going to run like two groups of three. Uh, very often. So all these guys that we're talking about wide receiver are still going to be important, even if they're not starting with the offense. Um, and working with the second team offense, as Bryson Green did a lot of, Brayden Locke said, if he's got man coverage, he's open. So love hearing that from Brayden Locke talking about Bryson Green. What stands out to you guys about Bryson Green? Well, the first thing that should stand out is when you watch his highlight film on YouTube, so I was watching highlight films with all these guys so I can get a better feel for how they're going to fit into the offense, is you see his game when he touched on that he had against Texas last year. And that just shows me toughness, and it shows exactly what you said, your statement to be true. When he's one-on-one, he's going to win. He's a guy that can go up and high point the ball, which is going to be great for Tanner Mordecai if he wants to spread the field and go deep. So uh, he's going to be phenomenal in this offense, taking the top off at least. I mean, big, I mean, as soon as he got got the clear, the um, clear to play to play in for all, to participate in fall practice, he was making plays too. Mm-hmm. You just said before, like 50-50 balls, those are like he's gonna get them. Oh, the big frame, balls. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he and he just bring another guy that just brings significant experience. Five five hundred eighty four yards receiving last year, five touchdowns. That's mm-hmm. right behind what DK had, a little bit behind him, but um, just a, a guy that just brings a bunch of experience. And again. In this offense, if we if we got we're gonna have six legit receivers in my in my view that can make plays in this. I mean, right? I mean, you said number four receiver. I think eventually he could be in the starting rotation. I, honestly, like between like there's like three, four, maybe even five guys that I could see starting. Um, <laughs> but we'll get and we'll get to that. But um, no, I'm I'm excited for him. Just another like Badger fans should be definitely thrilled because this is just another go-to guy, especially if he gets one-on-one coverage in the end zone. Um, very excited for Bryson Green. Yeah. Uh, next guy I want to bring up is Will Falling. Will Falling is a transfer from Cincinnati. Uh, he's going to essentially be the starting slot wide receiver. He's one of the fastest players on the team. Actually went to the same high school as Kendrick Pryor, so a little bad oh. connection there. Um, he's a good route runner, 5'10", 165, so actually it's kind of decent size for a slot receiver. Um, Phil Longo likes his versatility, saying that um, Will Falling could end up inside, outside, or even in the back. Oh. So keep eyes on Will Falling. Tyler knows how I feel I, uh, about wide receivers in the backfield, dude. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing in football there, now. Here's another comparison. Will Falling is the Jaden Reed of the Badgers offense. If that helps you kind of understand what his role is going to be. 
And last week when we went to the Packers practice, Tyler saw me almost have a heart attack when we put Jaden Reed in the backfield. I was like, think of all the matchups, right? I was just freaking out. I was a football nerd in that second. So I love Will Pauling. I think he's going to be tremendous for us, winning a lot of one-on-ones. I think he'll help with the inexperience at tight end that we're going to have this year. Now, creating the mismatches and winning inside, because usually that's the tight end that controls the middle of the field. But, oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. We're getting in trouble. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. So we got a little uh, oh, boy. sports bar special here. What do we got here? Shout out for the audience. Can we can we hear the audience for a second real quick? She's got more. She's got more. Come on. Oh, oh. I'm walking oh. off. See you later. This looks like cherry bombs, so, if I'm not mistaken. So we got, yeah. So cheers, too. We All got, right. so we got friends here, right? We got family here. And we got some of New Holstein, Wisconsin's finest in town tonight. Oh, oh Mike, he's running the show now. Yeah, I love it. Shout out to Isaac. Thank you for having us. And uh, Happy belated birthday, by the way. I wanted to say yeah. that to you. Uh, Early birthday for this guy. Yeah, old I'm already old, so <laughs> here we go. Uh, Cheers, everybody. Uh, Wisconsin Red, here we go. Woo! I don't like a cherry bomb once in a while. That was delicious, and uh, I did. I, I hate that it was good. So, I mean, everything here is good. Yeah, I know. If Chicken sandwich, by the way. For the food, it's seriously, it's <laughs> it's inexpensive, really. Like I got. I got literally a steak sandwich, french fries, and cheese curds for $15.25. Yep, and I'm going to call my stepmom out. I'm disappointed that she didn't get the crispy chicken sandwich like I told her to. She got a wrap. No, no, chicken wrap. I had a the way to go. chicken wrap. She, <laughs> I feel great. She asked for my opinion, and I gave it, and she didn't follow it. And it's 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 hurtful, Christine. It's hurtful. All righty, back to Will falling. He's fast. Mike, yeah. you can go. <laughs> okay. I was going to save this for later, but I'm going to address it now. But, uh, okay. So – Will Paul, Phil Longo, Phil Longo's getting asked about Will Pauling, right? One of his press conferences. This is a quote. I told my wife, I think I love the most after my wife and kids are slot receivers. Oh, nice. wow. He said that at a press conference. Who is he talking nice. about? This guy. Will uh -oh. Paul. Oh, man. Maybe because they got mentioned again. That's a little earlier. Uh-oh. Yes. So uh -oh. this dude's making plays in practice every single day since uh -oh. the spring. Uh-oh. I have. Very high expectations. Well, maybe not expectations, but I'm very high on this guy. So, no, absolutely. Uh, he's been consistently a main target as well. Uh, I'm very excited for this. I mean, and you got uh, – we're just talking about Will Paul and stuff. But uh, I'm very, very excited. He's got three years of eligibility too. If he can stay healthy, I think we're going to be hearing his name quite a bit. All right, so last – transfer wide receiver that I want to bring up. Princey Burroughs, Will Pauling's roommate mm -hmm. at Cincinnati. He's six foot two, two oh two. Um decent size that could present some mismatches. Yep. Um Will Pauling and Princey Burroughs both cited the quarterback transfer that Wisconsin got as factors for why they came to Wisconsin. Uh Princey Burroughs ran track in high school and actually had offers from several Ivy League schools. So oh, you know Princey Burroughs got it up here. And in the physical department. So, Quincy Burroughs, any thoughts you guys have on him? Uh, a little upset you already brought up my point, but the first thing that stood out to me was his size. He has, he has NFL body written all over him, right? So, um, And like you said, he ran track, so he's fast. 
is big and fast. So what more can you ask for in an offense that you're going to give guys opportunities one-on-one, right? So He was one of the guys that also stood out the spring practice, right? Another one, yep. And, I mean, it's an and this is not taking anything away from his talent, but uh, we probably won't see much of him this year because he's probably going to be seventh, eighth, ninth, and roughly in the depth, yeah. depth chart. But, I mean, the future's bright with him. Yeah. He was making consistent plays in that spring game. So, um, between him and Tommy McIntosh, like it was some of the receivers that necessarily weren't starting that were making plays that day. So, no, excited for his future. Um, no, and you guys hit everything else too, but I had to call that out because he was looking really good in the spring game. So, uh, a bunch of incoming freshmen that I just want to throw their names out. Tretch Kekahuna, uh, freshman wide receiver, 5'11", 180. Potential impact slot receiver, I would say 2024, maybe. Um, probably not going to see the field very much this season. But um, Zach Milsna, a six foot seven, 328 pound offensive in state lineman. Uh, that Small dude doesn't sound like Wisconsin Badger lineman. I don't know what does. <laughs> dude, how many times have we talked about these from gigantic Cam- guys walking out of the cornfield? Right? Where the hell they are they hiding this guy? One. Isn't he from like Leo Chanel country too, in like the northwest corner? I, I think or that's something where like they that. hide him. That's where they hide him. That's where <laughs> they breed them all up there. This yeah. dude, this dude's name is literally Peyton Large. <laughs> oh, that's where he's the kid from Minnesota. I he's think, the right? dude from Minnesota. Six foot nine, three hundred and forty pounds. How is that okay? That like that should be illegal. <laughs> Another offensive lineman. He blends. In. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tucker Ascraft and Angel Toombs, a couple of freshman tight ends. Uh, and James Durand, another offensive lineman. A tiny six foot five, three oh three from Arizona. Yeah. Uh, anything you guys want to say? About any of the offensive freshmen and any other newcomers you guys want to bring up before we switch to the defensive side of things. Take it away, Mikey. I'm just dumbfounded. Offensive freshman, I mean, Tucker Ashcraft is the one guy I think out of this group that is probably going to get maybe make an impact this year. Spoiler alert. Uh, former Colorado commit to before before the Dion um, transition. Yeah. Uh, so we, we grabbed him right around that January time period with the whole bat signal. Actually, I think it was uh, like, like literally two days after – Oh, Sanders yeah. Got hired. He wasn't re-offered. And he's like, all right, I'm out. I think you're, yeah, you're right on that. But uh, I I like, great, great time, <laughs> great, great time, great time period. But 
Uh, no, you're, you're hearing his name, you know, crop up, uh, pop up quite a bit now, especially in fall camp. So I hear his name more tonight. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. So, what are you doing? Uh, oh, here we go. What are you doing here? I got, I got a. Oh, people are about to see me be weak. That's all I got to say. Oh, boy. Oh, it ain't good. It's, Does it smell like it's gonna hurt? That's gonna Don't worry about it. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. So shout out to uh Joey, Rob, and Sally Fett. Oh. My Not God. shout out to you. I don't like you right now. <laughs> All right. Here's everybody. Yeah. God, I didn't like any of that. <laughs> Football. <laughs> oh God. All righty, Mike. Back to you. Yeah, I think I'm good. Try to talk yeah. after that. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I don't care. That was gross. Uh, switching to the defensive side <sighs> of the ball, I have transfers and freshmen mixed in. First guy that I have written down is Jonas Duclona, a three-star All-American cornerback. Uh, he was also a track and basketball player. Uh, he followed Luke Fickle, decommitted from Cincinnati, oh. and followed him to oh, God. So, uh, Jonas Duclona, anything you guys want to say about him? No, take it away. Another spring, another literally a spring ball standout. Yep. Uh, you know, we're we're starting to hit all of them now, but no, no, a guy that you're hearing a lot in spring, spring, and even fall camp, and I might mention his name again later, oh, but uh, okay. maybe like we'll see. But uh, no, Under Armour All American, like you said, uh, another one of the Cincy transfers, um, committed to Wisconsin in January too during the, that bat signal time period. Yes. Uh, he's making an impact right away. I mean. When he was in spring, remember Tyler, when we were in spring and um, the launch. with Jonas and Jace Arnold, they were getting those reps. Yep. Guess what happens the week after? Three corners from tra from Wisconsin transfer out. Yep. So these are some dudes. Like the, the, yeah. these guys can play some ball. So that's just one thing that I mean, it sucks you seeing guys transfer out, but I mean that's competition at the end of the day. Absolutely. So um next guy, Darian Varner, another bat signal guy, a transfer coming from Temple. Uh, 6'5", 260 pound defensive lineman. Mike Tressel said about Darian Varner, I saw a guy relentless in his preparation. I have high expectations. So if the Badgers co-defensive coordinator has high expectations, I have high expectations for him as well. Uh, Darian Varner was a first team all AAC player as a freshman and a sophomore. Mm -hmm. In one season, he had seven and a half sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss. So Darian Varner, anything you guys want to say about him? Uh, first of all, he's a leader because he was voted a team captain last year on Temple. So that's a big thing for me. Like he was tied for 16th in the nation and tied for second in the AAC in sacks per game at 0.75 per game. So the guy can get after the quarterback. He can control. He has gap responsibility, and he's a leader. So those are three things that stick out to me about him. Yeah, what was it? Seven and a half sacks, I, I think. And 12 and a half tackles for loss. First yeah. team, I mean, first team all AAC. Fickle, I mean, got to see him in person. I yeah. think it not once, but like two two years. So he knows, I think, what he's getting. Uh, you know, and it just brings more depth to a somewhat, you know, quite I'm gonna say a questionable defensive line going into this season because there's just a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just uh, you know, another addition. He's got plenty of experience, and I think it's only gonna make the unit better. All right. This one, all right, I'm gonna do my best on this one. Nizir for Corian. You did much better than I would have. So I'm just gonna go with that. He's a six foot, one hundred ninety pound 
uh, defensive back transfer from Grand Valley State, was a D2 All-American. Uh, a little, little. I don't know if I would go as far as to say disrespected, but I'll say underrated become, because he's coming from Division Two. But uh, Mike Tressel said about him, he has some length and he uses it. He's confident. He's ready to go. So I like hearing that about him from the co-defensive coordinator. Again, uh, Nizir Forkori and anything you guys want to say about him. I just like that I watched a couple of his interviews when he talked about transferring from D2 to D1 and obviously a bigger school in, in Wisconsin in the Big Ten. So for Corian, doesn't seem like the lights are too bright and he's not afraid to match up against any wide receiver in this country. So we're definitely going to need his length in one game specifically against Ohio State because they have a pretty big yeah. guy if you didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like D2 or D3 transfers can make an impact, right? Uh, even at, at this level, even <laughs> higher. Oh, sorry. I was going to say uh, Jay Kumaro, but – uh, yeah, that that's just, you know, <laughs> players can make an impact, whether it's at the high level or the NFL. But, uh, no, I was excited. I mean, there's a reason why he was brought on. Um, Matt, I think it was Matt Mitchell, the outside linebackers coach. He was he came from Grand Valley State. He was a head coach there. Um, so I think that that was a big part in bringing this guy in because, you know, we need to fill that cornerback room because he obviously had a few guys transfer out. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, this is just another guy. He's starting to get second-team reps, I believe, too, based off of yep. ball camp. So he's obviously doing and making some sort of an impact. He brings a lot of experience. and uh, Yeah, that, that should be good. Four, 28 tackles, four interceptions last year. Solid kid. All right. I would say arguably the guy we are most excited about is Amari Snowden. Uh, had him on the show in April. He's got a great head on his shoulders, uh, thanks to his dad. Was just another great guy. Um, six foot four, 199 pounds. Amari Snowden, in my opinion, is the most likely preference to contribute in 2023 at cornerback. Um, I have a feeling you guys have a lot of things to say about Amari Snowden, so I'll let you guys go. I'll let you go first. Yeah. I love Amari Snowden's mindset. You could tell that that kid has great leaders in his life, he's a hell of an athlete. He actually originally committed to Cincinnati because he was going to be a football and baseball player there. Bring Wisconsin baseball back. Um, we did at, we did have him on the show, like Tyler said before, and we were asking him if he was going to talk to McIntosh about uh, bringing Wisconsin baseball back, and he said that was one of the first things that he wanted to do. So hopefully he's uh, gaining some headway on that one. But he's just – he's a long, athletic kid, good ball skills, physical. He's got an NFL body on him already, and he's, he's only 18 years old, but – yeah, this, this the ceiling is very high for him uh, with my expectations and his talent. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, we're cheering for you, man. I mean, just a bright kid too, right? Absolutely. I mean, just talking to him, having like those com- that conversation. With, I think he just he got done when we had him on the show. He, he just got done playing a baseball game, I yeah. think it was. Or, and I asked like his stat line, stat line or whatever right before he started. But um, no, just a bright kid. He comes from a great family. I mean, his dad, I think, even made a couple comments. To, yep. to us too so i'm um, definitely excited i mean that's obviously one of the guys we're going to be cheering for as his career um transpires at, at wisconsin uh transitions at wisconsin so mm-hmm. um i mean you guys hit a, hit everything else but i'm definitely excited that's one of the guys i'm rooting for so uh, this isn't one of my bold predictions but i'm going to say it now amari snowden is going to be a, a star in the NFL. His, I, his size combination yeah. with with his attitude and his know-how i i don't see a scenario where amari snowden doesn't end up as a big time NFL player. If he turns into Sauce Gardner too, I'm buying Man, his jersey. I wasn't I'm, gonna say that. I mean, we got all <laughs> we the coaches. Get, we better get his autograph sooner rather than I know, later, right? Gotta, hey, we told him not to forget about us, little guys. So he said he would. <laughs> he might get us on the field, maybe. We'll I know. <laughs> At Lambo. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. I'll take that. 
So between, I'm like, I'll let you talk about uh, Mark's note if there's anything else you want to say about him. No, you got you guys covered. I'm good. So between Jace Arnold, who is the next guy we'll talk about, Jonas Tacona, and Mark Snowden, um, the Badgers really have a bright future at cornerback, in my opinion. Uh, another guy we'll throw when we talk about transfers is uh, Jason. I don't know if you want to say Mater or Matry. 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 Um, yep. Uh, Jalen Peter messed me up by doing that. Now his name is Petrie. So <laughs> same yeah. thing. Um, so Jace Arnold is a freshman cornerback. He's 5'9", 186. Basically the opposite body type of Amari Snowden. Um, but he's another track athlete. Uh, if you look at ESPN's recruiting, Jace Arnold is a four-star recruit. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say about Jace Arnold? Uh, I, I mean, that's one of the Leonard's boys, right? I mean, yeah. and he, he, the cool thing is he's just one of those guys. I mean, some of some in the 2023 class, some some of them left for obvious reasons with the new staff. This is one of those guys that stuck stuck around. So obviously he liked hearing what you know Trestle is going to bring to the table. And you know, in spring practice, again, he was in the two and two deep. That might not be the case now anymore, but you know, this that's also a true freshman you're talking about. So yeah. he obviously brings some to the table, three, four, four-star recruit. One of Leonard's guys, I'm I'm very excited for his future too. That's a guy we're going to hear about a lot in the coming years. So next one being Jason Matry. He is a senior transfer from Boston College, 5'10", 188, another smaller guy. He played safety in 2021. Yep. So maybe some positional versatility there. Uh, maybe that's what attracted Wisconsin to him. So is there anything you guys want to say about Jason Matry? First thing that came to mind was the multi-position because he played corner, switched to safety. And what is Wisconsin switching to? A 3-3-5, a guy that can kind of play all over the field, match up with multiple people, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. Maybe Instead of playing both. Yeah, he, he understands how to do both things, deep coverage, you know, zone coverage, man defense. So uh, I like his versatility. He's got 30 starts under his belt, I think, That's I think it true. was. That's true. And he's also the guy, too, here, you know, if you pay attention to Badger's Twitter, he's the guy that has no problem jawing at guys at practice, too. Mm. And it's for the better, too. It's from a competition standpoint. Like, he, he he's a, a veteran. A, yeah, exactly. And he's a veteran. I mean, and he's only – he's making guys better, too. I mean, there's an article that came out, I think, that Evan Flood – yeah, it was Evan Flood that uh, wrote about it recently. I sent you guys a screenshot. Last year, like, as far as the transfers coming in, it wasn't necessarily the best class. This year is completely different. Jason Matry is one of those guys that was brought up that is strictly business. So I'm looking forward to yeah him being even one of the potential leaders of the defense too, with the exception of Muma, obviously, a couple other seasoned vets, but he's definitely right up there. So a handful of other names that are out there. Justin Taylor, a freshman safety, uh, six foot one ninety five, a three star, another track athlete. Um, he was on the rivals all state team for junior and senior seasons in high school. Uh, Christian. Allegro? Is it Allegro or is it Elite? I was I was thinking Allegro. I'll, I'll go with it. I'm yeah. Um I I'm actually really excited for him. Dude has a definitely a linebacker build. Six foot four, two twenty-eight, a three-star recruit from Connecticut. Seventy-six tackles and three interceptions in his senior year, first team all state from Connecticut. Ooh. I like I like all of that. Mike seemed like he was jumping I, at the pit I like all of that. I'll let Mikey go. From too, so everything go that I love it. Already. I'm being told he might be the next Hunter Waller. Uh-huh. I'm oh. being told. Uh, that's what I'm being at told. Six four. Hey, Amari Snowden's a six foot four corner. I mean, you can do that. I mean, that's, I mean. a good, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm just that there's rumors. We'll give it some time, but he might be that dollar dude. He I might be the next that. dollar guy. I'm just saying. Bro, six four, two twenty eight, whacking little slot wide receiver sounds great. There's definitely more of that where that came from too. Uh, not this guy, but AJ Tisdell, 
189 yep. cornerback from Texas. Uh, three-star recruit, 61 tackles, and an interception in senior year. Dude is constantly around the ball um, with all those tackles as a cornerback. Um, also had a punt return and a kick return touchdown in his senior season. Um, Ooh, and then just a playmaker. Of other guys. Evan Vandenhoven, 6'3", 228, outside linebacker. Jordan Mayer, a 6'4", 235, outside linebacker. Will McDonald, a freshman defensive lineman, 6'4", 254. Uh, Nolan Dills, a D lineman, 6'2", 271. And Jamel Howard, a defensive lineman, 6'2", 318 pounds. He had a gut. I mean, there's he had a gut on him. Like, like it's it's out there. Uh, yeah, he, he very packing well, that poundage on that little frame, dude. Jesus, he might low key be get some decent playing time though, though this year. We'll see what happens. Huh. But he's definitely, I think, I, I I mean, I love the uh, the other guys too. But he's he's definitely one of the most important recruits in that 2023 class. There's no doubt about it because that is a position of need to say the least. Absolutely. Anything else you guys want to say about any of those questions before we start talking about players we're excited? For? I just want to go back to one recruit that we didn't talk about, and it's a kicker. And I know that sounds crazy coming from me, but Nathaniel Vakos from Ohio. He transferred to Wisconsin. Uh, in high school, he had 13 games. He was 19 of 25 on field goals and 48 of 49 on extra points. Oh, that was last year in college. Sorry. Um, a long of 55. In high school, he went 260 of 261 on extra points. He hit 260 straight. Which is a USA like American he record. He missed his first one. Okay. <laughs> he missed his first extra point. Made two hundred and sixty straight. This guy's got a booming leg, and and a, a team that's going through transition is going to come down to close games. So having a guy that you can trust on special teams, don't let it go unnoticed. Yeah. My bad. That's perfect. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well all right, we got. Handful of seconds left. These are going to go a little quicker because there's fewer names to bring up. Yes. So we're going to move into players we are excited to watch. So these are names that we think are going to be heard a little more often. You okay. want to start on offense or defense? And we can start with offense for everything else. Defense. Oh, defense. Defense. defense All right. Defense. Where do you want to be far end? Mike, give me your first defensive guy that you're excited for. Okay. So I'm not going to give my obvious one first. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm not going to do my – I won't do the obvious one first. I'm going to go with the guy who – he might not be the best guy in defense, but I do have high expectations for, especially because there's a need. I'm going Daryl Peterson, actually, oh. on this one. Okay. Uh, we're desperate for a pass rush this year. I think between – we had – I wrote this down. We were, I think – Somewhere in there. Oh, no, it, it's here. I, I promise you it is. Oh, I believe you. Uh, so, the, the sacks last year, I believe – yeah, we were so we were tied in the fourth, tied at fourth in the Big Ten last year. Thirty-two sacks. Nick Herbig had eleven of those. Keanu that's not ben great. had four and a half of those. It's also so not that's that's fifteen and a half out of thirty-two. That's half. That's basically half of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see where the need is there going in this year. And when I said earlier about the outside linebackers, they're going to be more. They're going to be all, all about the pass rush. Yep. So. And Daryl Peterson, I think he had 27 tackles last year, two sacks, backing up to Herbig. That might not necessarily – that didn't cut it, I don't think, because there's a lot of people that are like, all right, when are you going to break out? This is a guy that was recruited by Alabama, by, by the way. Um, and beat out we beat out Alabama, Michigan, I believe, and West Virginia. Wow. But I need him – and we need him to take that next step, I think, because there's a lot of unknowns in the pass rush and the D linemen. This is a guy that I expect to step up. 
so you're excited for opportunity essentially opportunity yes right. I, I i'm holding him accountable but i'm also excited as well because right. i think there's upside i just want to give a shout out to the crowd that's uh tough yes. through this rain thank you crowd. We appreciate you thank you very much we we love the support this feels awesome i feel like a rock star right now <laughs> go steelers ah. hey tj Watt, come on now NFL uh, right I'll, I'll pick and choose the players. And Nick, like and Nick Herbig. And Keanu Hey, Benton. Nick Herbig. Don't leave out louder milk. Yeah. But Herbig is a steal, by the way. Steal. I don't know how he Shout fell that far in the draft. So, my first guy, I mean, Tyler's going to know both of mine. He could probably name them. But my first guy became my favorite player on the defense last year. It was a guy that I pointed out was improving week after week. And it's in Jogmeta. This guy is... Yeah, Muma Ingagmeta. I was just going to go last name for some reason. I don't know. I mean, I coach football for my stepson, so I'm just calling all these kids by their last name. No first names allowed, I guess. But Ingagmeta is just a stud. He is ranked as the preseason second best linebacker in the Big Ten, inside linebacker, that is. And last year he had 95 tackles, 12 and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, and an interception. Uh, he had a sack in four straight games to close the year and eight-plus tackles in seven of 12 games last season. And before, you know, we're just talking about numbers here. I want to point something out that I'm very proud of him for. 2020, academic, all Big Ten. 2021, academic, all Big Ten. 2022, academic, all Big Ten. His major is in finance, in investment, and banking. So this guy knows numbers, and he knows that we're about to win a lot of goddamn games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also go. say, too, very low recruit. He was not highly recruited at all. But you could see the improvement exactly. last year, man. You see this is just one of those Wisconsin players that like stayed through the system and just developed, yeah. which is what we're all about. So yeah. that's why I want to give that quick uh, shout out too. So that was good. Both of mine are probably pretty obvious, but Jake and Mike. Um, <laughs> my first one, I'll go. I'll give my less. Uh, I'll give my more obvious one. My first one is CJ Getz. Oh, um, yeah, okay. that's right. Yep. I yep. noticed him starting to show up in my notes midway through last season, uh -huh. and started to show up in my notes and a little bit more. And then a little bit more, and a little bit more, and then I'm like, this dude has so like improved throughout this season. Um, he just kept showing up more in my notes, um, and it just every seemed like every game he just got better. And he was great to have on the show in December. He was our first active player that we had on the show. So yep, yep. Uh, shout out, absolutely yep. loved having him on the show. Um, CJ Getz had the third best zone coverage grade in 2022 on the Badgers. Oh, wow. Who's first? And, and that just brings it yeah, – and that just makes it more interesting with his, with his scheme, right? Because Absolutely. he's going to be – Pat. I mean, unless, you know, adjustments can be made. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh -huh. But if, you know, a typical 3-3-5 in this scheme, Tressel was sending those outside linebackers every time on pass rush. This could be something new to him. So Breakout candidate? Breakout candidate? It's possible. Oh, I mean, you're hearing his name. You're, I mean, it's not like he's laying, lying through the weeds. One of those guys that can give you both. Yeah. He can play coverage and rush the quarter. Yeah. So yep. the, the sky is the limit for CJ Getz this season. I'm super excited for his opportunity. Uh, and I love having him on the show. So, Mike, your second one. The Muskego product. Chose Wisconsin together. over Ohio <laughs> State to come here, mind you. Uh, it's Hunter Waller. Uh, it. You can call him Dollar Dollar Bills, y'all, because uh, <laughs> he's going to be playing the dollar position in the 3 3 5. I didn't agree to that either. Hey, that's all right. I got to bring some swag to this group. I will not participate in your group meeting. Yeah. I love it, Mike. I love it. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I got to tell. I, I hope Hunter Wooler's watching this. That'd be dope. 
that, that, no, we need to clip that. I mean, the dollar one, position. One fifteen. We need to clip that. Th- this fits his mold because even like in his Muskego days, it was like he was that hybrid safety, and he would just crash to the line of scrimmage. So hybrid oh safety God. linebacker. I mean, his position requires a versatile skill set. That's him to a T. Yeah. I mean, he can defend the run and pass. We know that he made. He had a few picks last year. He's a Swiss Army knife, essentially. Center fielder can cover can cover anything. Um, you know, speed, strength, instincts like that just fits the mold. And you know, it's it's very unfortunate last year because you know that was one of my guys last year. What happens against New Mexico State in the opener? He gets hurt. Um, but no, he's still you know six games. He still had 21 tackles and an interception. So you know, give or take, you know, he was still productive when he did get to come back. I'm looking forward. If he can stay healthy this year. That safety group is going to be arguably the best in the Big Ten, probably top ten in the country, maybe say, even top five. Say what you said to me. Say what you said to me. You said best in the country. Say it with your chest, Mikey. <laughs> say it with your chest. Best in the country? He said best in the All country, right, and I was country. like, whoa, bro. So when I said before about Hunter Waller, and I'm going to just restate it, he has the opportunity to be literally a star, like in the sense of the word, like a star player, yep. but also like the star like position type player. So that hybrid safety linebacker type player that transitions well to the NFL to be able to have the skill set to do both, to be able to, like Mike said, be able to play in coverage, but also be able to lay the wood with playing close to the line of scrimmage. And having that versatility is what allows something like a 3-3-5 to work. Yeah. And by having basically a defensive back that can also play safety. Shout out Jonathan Casillas for being a man ahead of his time. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Great call. I'm going from a guy from the safety group, probably my favorite guy. As soon as he put that club on last year and was just freaking smashing people with a broken <laughs> hand. Yeah. Latu. Uh, oh, Latu. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Kamoe, yeah, I didn't want to mess that up. He's the he's the name guy. Uh, I'm not. Uh, Latu is a stud, dude. 55 tackles, tied for fourth on the team. Three tackles for loss, two sacks, two interceptions. Both versus Northwestern, by the way, who's going to be horrible. And five or more tackles in five games this last season. Uh, he stepped up big in the Hunter Wooler injury. So that that injury actually, you know, propelled us to a very good position that we're in this year, where where we're going to be, you know, playing three safeties at times, and Hunter Waller and Latu are going to combine for a lot of tackles. I will predict that. So my second guy is another guy that we had on the show, another defensive back. I'm going with Ricardo Holman. Mike keeps bringing up the guys that performed well in the spring. Ricardo Holman might have been the guy whose name was set the most. All he, was. he was. He was. Like, yeah. He was picking off balls constantly. He had three picks, right? And, and just at the launch. Yeah. Uh, I was actually direct messaging with Amari Snowden during that show, and he was asking how the defensive backs are looking. I'm like, Ricardo Holman is falling out. Um, we had him on the show earlier this year. He had a good head on his shoulders. Um, he was named actually the top defensive rookie last year by the team, and Love he's going to be a starting corner for the Badgers. And I'm really, really excited for Ricardo Holman this year. I think his name is going to be one that is put out there a lot in the Badgers defensive back group. I'll yeah. say rising star candidate for him. Oh, absolutely. And he's got three seasons of eligibility. Uh, yes, he and he's opposite six six year corner Alexander Smith, who yep. I definitely could have brought on it as an, another player. So I, I want to give a quick shout so out who, to him. Who do you think he's got a lot of experience? Who do you think you're gonna throw at Hallman, right? Yeah, he's the least yep. less experience. So. Yep. Good idea. Yeah. Yep. 
that 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 works for us. Correct. It works for us. All right, let's switch to offense. Mike, give me your first offensive guy that you're excited for this year. This is gonna be so fun. Are we going first? Like okay. this is gonna. I'm gonna go. This is gonna be. I'm gonna do my my steal kind of first because I could go different ways. You steal my guy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like. Behind the I'll just move right away. I'm gonna go. Say, I'm say going Will Pauling. I want. Oh, 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 I want to go. Okay. I want to go Will Pauling. Well, That's you don't good. Have two wide receivers. We're go because, I mean, yeah, I got other ideas, but no, I'm gonna go Will Pauling. I go back to the quote that I said with Phil Longo before, and this dude, even in spring, was making plays. Paul, you would just hear his name constantly. There's a reason why Fickle brought him all over from Cincinnati. I mean, it's not like he tried to bring every single one of his recruits over from Cincinnati. This is just a guy that's literally from day one and took over. Love Skyler Bell, but he took over, like, his spot. Then again, Skyler wasn't necessarily positioned to play the slot to start. Mm-hmm. But this is just one of the guys that, like, stood out in spring and fall camp consistently day after day after day. One of the best guys I, on the team. Exactly, and that that as well. Yeah, and I mean, in the forty in the forty yard dash, he's always like one of those guys. In the top three. Didn't they I am him at like twenty two miles an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Twenty two mile miles an hour, which might not ridiculous. have been in pass, but even still, that's absurd. that's moving. This is kind of that's moving. This is kind of one of those uh, players that sort of like Daryl Pearson, where I'm like, okay, this is like an opportunity type deal because we haven't seen much of him because he's only had. I think, yeah, it was 12 catches for like 121 yards or something like that. at yep, Cincinnati. Yep, So yep. there's a lot of opportunity. But if he can stay healthy, I think that's going to be one of the guys that really propels that, this offense. So I wanted to get my somewhat sleeper out there first. I'll let you guys go. I feel like I went with two sleepers. But, Jake, go ahead and your first guy. Isn't it crazy to think about all the skill position, like it's makeover that we've yeah, had just in one offseason? Like, segment. you know, we got, we got the coaches, and, like, that's exciting too because we – Coaching is so important and it's so underrated in a lot of ways, but the players is what what we get to see. Yeah. So they're the product of the coaching, product, yeah. and we have a ton of talent everywhere. So because Mikey went safety and I went safety, now he went wide receiver, I'll give my wide receiver pick. And I am just so, so excited for C.J. Williams, dude. Oh, this, this kid is just a monster, dude. He, he has a big body, again, great hands, and he's just smooth with his feet, man. He's just a smooth criminal. Um, he was a 96th grade as a prospect. How you doing, buddy? Good. Uh, we're not selling beer up here, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing a live show, my man. The beer's inside, buddy. I knew that was going to happen. And, of course, it happened to me. But still love you. Still love you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm uh, doing a live show person. Yeah, DJ glad, Williams. Glad we're at Isaac's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was definitely small townish, right? There. We're definitely coming back here for the basketball. What just well, happened was small yeah, townish for sure. Um, yeah, so CJ Williams, he's just—I love his body control in the red zone. Uh, he just, for me, he looks like a number one wide receiver, right? And the last number, real number one wide receiver that I think the Badgers had was Lee Evans. I'm being completely honest with you yep. when I say that. I mean, Jared Aberderis was nice. I mean, we've had some. some Danny Davis had his day. Danny Davis had his day. I mean, we've we've had some good guys over the years. Went but CJ Williams looks like, you know, like you said before, he looks like you know he's a dude amongst yeah. amongst guys, right? There's guys and there's dudes. So CJ Williams is just, he's a stud, dude. Future stud. All right. Well, I'm gonna make it a trifecta. Also, have a wide receiver, not one that you guys named, and it's not Kimmeray DK. 
Oh. I love Kimmeray DK, but I've named him in this segment for the last two seasons. For the yeah. last two Badger Primers we've done. And the thing is, Kimmeray DK is not a secret. No. Everybody knows Kimmeray DK is going to be the big dog for the Badgers passing. Uh, he's going to be the number one guy. He's going to be the go-to guy. He's going to be a star for this offense. So I'm going with Bryson Green. Actually. Great pick. Um, Bryson Green, he's a little under the radar. Obviously, he's stuck by these two, so I got to name Bryson Green in this segment. But uh, Jesse Temple actually noted his physicality and strength. Uh, wide receiver depth is very important in the air raid. So I'm excited to see Bryson Green be a guy who is under the radar and is able to sneak in and just make some big plays, even if it's something like Keontes Lewis last year where he had some deep balls and it was just like, where did this, where did this dude come from? No. And now we get to see with Bryson Green, um, one of the more proven five receiver transfers the back have, even though he only had 36 receptions last year, but five touchdowns in those 36 receptions. So one out of every seven receptions that he had was for a touchdown, essentially. So Bryson Green is my first one on offense. Mike, who's your second guy on offense? Here you go. This is the juicy I'm one, right? So, I'm so happy you guys gave this to me. <laughs> but I got to go Wisconsin product. I got to go Braylon Allen. I am going I am going Braylon Allen. This offense is catered to him. There is no more, well, maybe at the beginning of the year until we torch somebody on a couple, you know, 50-yard bombs. But this is this offense is catered to Braylon Allen so much. There's a reason why he stuck around. Remember initially when he said there's no other coach that I would play for besides Paul Chris? He actually said said that in, in a tweet. He, he finds out Luke Pickles the coach. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Why? We're bringing in Phil Longer. We're going to spread this out. There's gonna guess what? Guess what, Braylon? There's gonna be no more eight man boxes. There's gonna be none, none of that. Imagine Pick, that at 250, bro. Exactly. He was also Tyler and I watched him again going back to the spring game. He's so light on his feet. Like he is, I think he's in the be, he's in the best shape of his life, as he should should be. Yeah, as a 19-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> but he his running was so so smooth, like at that spring game. And Fickle's already made it clear, like at Big Ten Media Days, he said. If we can keep the Braylon to about 18 carries to about a buck 40, I did the math on that. That I think that came out to about 1650 to like 1700 yards on the season, which is still very, very good. Plus 25 receptions. Exactly. Plus the receptions too. So this is going to bring so many opportunities for him. I okay, mean, okay. And depending like what they give, you know, Tanner Mordecai at the line of scrimmage, I said before, there's going to be more RPOs. I think they're, I think he's going to be flawless in this system. I think this is going to be a great, great year for him, and I'm looking forward to him smashing some dudes, running over some dudes, actually, specifically. Right. Thank God Simon. <laughs> Thank God Simon's not here to make, make that weird. Oh, You're lucky. Right. You're lucky. Every right. time. I correct Simon. Simon. All right. Well, I went pretty basic, but Tanner Mordecai is is my second guy. Um, I'm getting some real Russell Wilson vibes out of this, man. Uh, experienced guy. Uh, he understands college football. He's been in there for a while. So uh, he, he knows how to sling it, obviously. He had a 10-touchdown game. So um, the thing about him that I think is going to happen, I'm just going to make some some bold predictions before the bold predictions. The single-game record for single-game single, single game, uh, touchdown passes is five. He's going to break that. Okay. And – the, the single season touchdown record is 33 by Russ. He's breaking that as well. And the all-time record for Wisconsin touchdowns is 59. 
I think he's going to be just short of that. Okay. Damn. All right. Let's get bold in here. All right. Bro, all right. I'm saying I'm very high on Tanner so, Mordecai. We all went wide receiver in the first in the first round of what guys were excited for. And now we went, like, big name, big name. I'm going freshman. Oh. Tucker Ashcraft is my love next that. guy that I'm excited I love for. It. Freshman tight end. The Badgers tight end room is super depleted. With okay. Jake Eschenbach leaving the program, Blake Pundit retiring from football entirely after some pretty brutal leg injuries. Um, understand the decision from Clay Cundiff to retire. It's unfortunate yeah, that he has those injuries. Uh, hopefully nothing but the best for his future, but uh, I'm shooting my shot on a rookie tight end. Uh, he was named actually this morning as a rival's freshman to watch. Oh, yeah. Yep. So the opportunity is going to be there. He's going to challenge Hayden Rucci for a ton of snaps to tight end. He was originally committed to Colorado, like Mike mentioned, took to Wisconsin. Um, he's been getting the, the biggest bump in camp since those departures and all the reports about him are just absolutely glowing about Tucker Ashcraft. So he's taking reps with the first team offense. He's likely going to start behind Rucci, but I think he could pass him up if he performs well when the opportunity strikes. I mean, hundred percent, he's going to get the reps, right? I wrote both of them down as my dark horse. Both of them. I literally oh, okay. next to like right by Rucci each other. And um, yeah. As like a freshman watch. And then I got Rucci written down here as a dark okay. horse, but no, he fits, he fits for, what Fickle and Longo are looking for. He's like the hybrid guy. Mm-hmm. Ru- Rucci's still going to get his, his snaps, but he doesn't fit like the spread. He, he feels offense. like the incumbent, and then it's going to be like this young guy could just. But you never past know. Him. He's still, I mean, Rucci's still going to get his looks. He's probably going to be a starter day one. Jack probably. Hughes, another guy that he's got, he's going through some personal stuff because he initially, he was the number one guy at the spring, at the spring game. So that's another thing you would we want to look out for. But no, it sucks Clay, going back to the whole Clay Condon thing. That sucks because he was having such a good career with Wisconsin too. That was one of the guys that had a bright spot. Uh, unfortunately, he had to get hurt. But no, I'm excited to see Tucker Ashcraft, you know, come through the system. Uh no, that's one of my freshmen watched too. So I'm happy you uh, brought that up. Absolutely. All right. So we got three seconds left. We got games we're looking forward to, bold predictions and record predictions. Let's do the games we're looking forward to. I'm just going to run through all three of mine. Okay. I'll have Jake do his, and I'll okay. Mike do his. Yep. Uh, probably going to be some overlap here. Yeah. Um, probably going to be some super obvious ones here. Probably. I'm going to start with September 2nd against Buffalo. Oh. I mean, I'm excited to You're just good. get the first look at the new team. It sounds generic, but I also want to see – I want to hear the crowd. I want to hear Camp Randall when the new coaching staff, all the new players come out. All the optimism that Luke Fickle and company have brought in with their first game at Camp Randall. So first one I'm looking forward to is the Buffalo game. Second one that's probably on all three of our lists, but it's Ohio State. The Badgers are representing at home and will have a massive measuring stick game with Ohio State. And then the third one is another generic one, but I got to rep the button. Going with the Minnesota game, get the axe back, <laughs> keep it forever. Uh, I'd love to destroy Purdue, Iowa, Illinois, Washington State, get a little revenge there. But uh, those are the three, Buffalo, Ohio State, and Minnesota. Jake, which three are you looking forward to? All right, get ready because I'm about to get angry. All right. So the I first game, the first the first game, I'm also going to start with the September 2nd game. All the buildup through the offseason, all the change, all everything we went through last year, everything comes to a head. On September 2nd, it's going to be an absolutely electric atmosphere in the camp. Uh, it's going to be very loud, and I feel bad for Buffalo that they have to run into this buzzsaw. Uh, that game is uh, set for 2.30 p.m., so 
kind of a primetime slot in the middle of the day on a Saturday, college football first weekend. And uh, it's on FS1. So we're on national television. We're about to freaking pound the piss out of the Buffalo Puffs. Uh, thank God your boy Lance Leopold's not there for that one because – They he scheduled would, when he was there. Too. He, he would he yeah. would have been embarrassed on national television. <laughs> I'm sorry. But because Fickle's going to have those boys ready to run through a goddamn wall. I'll tell you that. The next one, Iowa, you goddamn bastards. We didn't forget about what you did. At least I didn't. You don't play jump around after you barely beat us, and they don't call that flag in the game that Tyler called out plenty of times by Jack Campbell. I now don't like you, and you're on the Lions now. Screw you again. We didn't forget, and we're coming for revenge. I'm going to rep the button now. I hate Iowa the most. I don't like Ohio State. I don't like Michigan, but I do absolutely not like Iowa. They are talking up a big game over there on Twitter, Facebook, all, all of them, right? We're about to smash those boys, just like we did two years ago at the camp. And my third one, give me back my goddamn axe. That axe belongs to us. It doesn't belong to you. We let you borrow it for a few years while we were going through some turmoil. Two, couple. Two, two. But um, give me back my axe. Uh, this one, I feel like I'm going to give a little bold prediction on this one. It has a chance to be on national television as well. Minnesota's a little sneaky this year, and Wisconsin's going to be in the running for you know the Big Ten Championship and College Football Championship, in my opinion. So uh, it'll have some college football implications in this one, so I think yeah. it could be on national television. And I'm excited to just beat the crap out of all these teams. It's going to be a good year. All right, Mike, give us your three. All right, good. No, this is good. So my first one. We got to get some revenge on these dudes. I My first one is at Washington State. Oh. Like this is our first true road test with the fit, with the fickle coaching staff. We got a lot of players on that team that are going to want some payback of some sort. Yeah. We outplayed them at Camp Randall last year. We, I, can sit, I can sit here and honestly say that we did. Just a couple mistakes that, didn't, that just didn't go our way at the end of the day. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, going against Cam Ward, that's going to be kind of tough too. Thirty-two hundred yards passing. What are we going to do? What are we going to do to stop that? So I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup versus Tanner. Uh, seeing Tanner's first road game as a Badger on the road as well. Yep. Yes, he has plenty of experience, but we're, you know, we'll see what happens there. Number two, I'm wearing it. Oh, I am a fan of some Friday Night Lights. Okay. That oh. game at Purdue. I think that's dangerous. I think uh, that's another road test. That that's a trap game there. We don't lose that. Purdue, we're gonna bro. talk. We're gonna talk about it. We don't lose that Purdue though. We're gonna talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Purdue. They got Hudson Card coming in, Texas transfer. Huh? They got and what what really scares me about Purdue? They're gonna be, I think, that school that produces quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. Why? Guess who, at offensive coordinator Graham Harrell, yeah. former Pack Green Bay Packer. Speaking. A stud oh. at Texas Tech. They bring him in. That's they're they're going to get Sorry. all these quarterbacks. Purdue, yes, I, we're going to talk about that. But him versus Tanner Mordecai again—that's another. That's just another matchup. I like that. And number three, number three, I got to go with Burt Bielema oh, at Illinois. I like it. Jimmy Leonard goes to is at Illinois. Yeah, yes. You cannot tell sit stay. Stand here with a straight face and say Jimmy Leonard's not going to want to beat Wisconsin. Oh, he wants to stick it to us. Yes, sure. he is an analyst, but yeah. he might, he's probably working right now. It wouldn't surprise me if he's sitting at his home in Madison right now working on how to beat Wisconsin this year. Well, we need to That's, kick him out of Madison for one. 
I mean, no, it's and he's just an analyst. Like basically, he goes down. He's going. To my understanding, he goes down there from Monday to Friday. He comes back. He go, comes back home for the weekends. It's, not, it's as simple as that. But he's going to want to do everything he can to beat Wisconsin. As is Brett Bielma. As is Aaron Henry, the defensive coordinator, who was a former player for the Badgers. So that that game scares the hell out of me. I will say that. Um, but I'm definitely. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great game. In Illinois, makes that one very very tough. Also, I was at the Illinois game last year, and that was when everything at the Wisconsin Badgers football program changed. They flipped McIntosh. Exactly. We we got embarrassed flat out. Chase Brown embarrassed us at the end of that game with that long touchdown run. So I kind of thank Illinois a little bit for forcing the change, um, forcing us to, to realize our problems and look in the mirror and be like, all right, it's time to throw some money over here and let, let's, let's get this thing rolling, right? So uh, that's going to be a big one, I think. All right, let's do some bold predictions, and then we'll get record predictions, and we'll get out of here. All right, all right, bold predictions. My first one, maybe right. not super bold, but either Tanner Mordecai or Braylon Allen will be a Heisman finalist. Oh, damn. Yep. So maybe not super bold because you can see the path for it, but one of the two will be a Heisman finalist. Okay, you ready for this one? You brought up 1,000-yard rushers for running backs with Phil Longo. Okay. I'm going – Dual thousand yard receivers. You motherfucker. I love you, you very much. Uh, DK and CJ Williams are both going to have over a thousand yards. DK yeah. is going to break Jared Averdaris's single season reception record of 78 set in 2015. All right. I like it. Mine's a little bit different, but I'll, I'll, okay, okay. On. I'll put that one. Okay. Back. Okay. That works. So <laughs> I thought about doing two 1,000. I did. We're going to have zero 1,000 yard receivers. What? The but, hell? but. We're going to have three guys clip 700 yards. Okay. Whoa. That's almost better. I put down DK, Bryson Green, and Will Pollard. Okay. Now, I love, you love Will Pollard. My second one is similar to that. My second one is the Badgers will have three wide receiver over 500 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Oh, okay. And then tied into that, two of them will be over 1,000 yards, DK and CJ Williams. I can see that. Okay, so I'll go with my lesser of the two because my last one's kind of nuts. But um, my my second one, I'm going to go with the Badgers are going to get ranked top five in the college football playoff ranking, not the AP poll. You have to be good late in the season. And I know that that doesn't sound crazy to some people, but first year head coach, I understand that Fickle did it in Cincinnati, but coming in first year with some new players, new system, that would absolutely be nuts. That would be over-successful, in my opinion, even though we are optimistic on this show. But ranked top five in the college football playoffs, a chance to make the playoffs when there's only four teams that make it still for, what is it, like one more year, two more, more years? Year. Yeah. One more year? Yep. One more year. Um, yep. So, I mean, we're definitely making the playoffs in the Fickle era, but I think they're going to just miss out this year. I'm going to go individual. I mean, okay. the Braille, I did have Braylon Allen top five uh, Heisman voting, but okay. I had a backup. Hunter Waller, my boy. All right, here we go. First team all Big Ten. Okay. Oh. For, I, I did put first through third team. I didn't specify here, but he's going to be an All-American. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh. I like it. Oh. He, if he stays healthy. Oh. Uh, my last one but that's like with anybody else, too. So. What do you got? My third one is the Badgers go undefeated. Whoa. So, playing number three, Ohio State. Makes this a bold prediction. And being in new systems with a couple of question marks at some positions. But, but, if it's all put together, 
and it all goes well, I believe it can be done. Not saying it's super likely, and that's why it's in the bold prediction section, not in my record prediction section. But my last bold prediction is the Badgers going to. All right. Here's my craziest one that I could come up with because I didn't want to go nuts. I have no defensive ones, which makes me a little bit sad. But I didn't either. Braylon Allen is going to have his best 1999 Ron Dane season. Oh, Ron Dane like won the that. Heisman that year, if you remember. Ron Braylon Allen. I almost said Ron Dane's gonna. <laughs> Braylon <laughs> Allen's gonna have 2,150 rushing yards and 20 rushing touchdowns. Damn. If he has 2,150 rushing yards, that'll be third best all time, which sounds really stupid, but Wisconsin is running back you. The top two guys are JT with 2,194 in 2018. Crazy. And then Melvin Gordon with 2,587 yards and 29 touchdowns. How the hell did he not win the Heisman? How, neither of them. Right. How? How? Ball didn't win one either. He had 28 touchdowns. How? That doesn't Brad even make sense. If Braylon Allen averages 165 yards a game, he can get to that 2150. So, I like it how we all mention Braylon Allen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, rip your last one, Mike. Ooh. Okay, yeah, this is – so I kind of mentioned this last year too, right? I talked about interceptions. Last year in 2021, we were second in the Big Ten in this. We were at 17. I think with the amount of playmakers that we brought in at the secondary, our safeties are we're loaded at the safety position. Yep. Our cornerbacks, well, this I think is as good as we can be at the cornerback position, as good as we have been at one time. We're gonna have 25 interceptions. What? 25. Cincinnati had 19 when they had Sauce Gardner, bro. I know we had the the, the jewel thief John Torchy on the team last year. <laughs> 25. 25 picks? 25. That's like two a game. That is two a game. Plus 25. one extra. Holy shit, guys. Right. Well, we don't call them ball predictions for nothing. The mic if went. any of them happen, we'll come back to this. But We got some dudes back there. To end the show, we're going to end with our record predictions. Now, normally, normally we only do one, but Jake and I took to this last year doing, doing two score predictions. So we're going to do this with our record predictions as well. Yep. We're going to do one from the head, more yep. analytical. And then one from the heart, which is where we more look at, you know, what's if everything goes right, you know, what we think can be done in the most optimistic outlook and the most, you know, if everything, like I said, if everything goes right. Yep. So, you want me to go first? You start with head, head, and then I'll, I'll okay. go last. My record prediction from the head, the more analytical, I'm going to say 10 and 2 for the Badgers. I'm going to say they lose back to back games. To Ohio State and Iowa. Um, yeah, I know. I know the losses that I picked too, but. Okay. All right, so I have ten and two for my head prediction. Mike, what's your uh, what's your prediction from the head? It pains me to say this because there's so much that I'm looking forward to this year. I got nine and three. Okay. Whoa! I think I, I I it comes down to this. It takes more than one year to get to know an offensive scheme it yep. really really does you can bring in as many ball players as you want but it actually you got to execute at the end of the day to me like i don't want to pinpoint everything on the spring game um but i know tanner mordecai struggled it's so it's simple stuff as like the shotgun snap because i go back to tanner bordellini love the guy he's a great guard great i name. don't know if he can sustain that center spot and be consistent with good snaps Week by week by week, even if it, if it has to get into, like, the winter, for example, 
I think there's going to be a lot of a good amount of turnovers just based off of that. And if we want to go off of like Tanner Mordecai, for example, I took, yeah, there's no, I'll go get to it later. But anyway, <laughs> I go, I, I'm going nine and three. I got, should, we, should I specify the losses? Or sure, sure okay. go ahead. I got us losing at Purdue, Friday Night Lights. Uh-huh. Literally everybody and their mother is going to be at that game. Just like, <laughs> not like. Well, me and my mother won't be there, but. But uh, I got us losing at Illinois. Okay. I, I got us losing at Ohio, the Ohio State game, too. Okay. I understand. Okay, so for my head, I'm just like Tyler. I'm at 10-2. and two. Um, As the other two guys on this great panel, I have us losing that Ohio State game. That is just, you know, I'm going to play off Mikey here. First year under in the new system, that's going to be tough to win that high-profile game when you got guys like Marvin Harrison Jr., who's just going to put so much pressure on your defense, right? I'll say he's going to be the number one overall pick. I'm calling the shot. I would, I would not be surprised. Um, the Cardinals are probably going to get the number one pick because they're freaking awful. They have awful new jerseys, and their stadium is eh to me, even though it's kind of newer. But besides that point, number one pick of Marvin Harrison Jr. would be juicy, get fans – in the, the seats. Tap, shaking a day, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I have us losing the Ohio State game, and I also have us losing at Illinois because I believe Illinois has something cooking, and that's going to become a big time rivalry in the next couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Can we just throw this out there because Ben Bruss went on like Friday and Oh, I hate that oh. guy. Did, did he expect Illinois to never improve? Like, honestly, yeah. did you just expect them to enjoy getting beat by Wisconsin all the time and to never make a change? Yeah, they're happy with but, four and eight every year. I think this could this could definitely start some S-H-I-T. Like, no, not with the Ben Brussing, but just like the Wisconsin-Illinois. Like, oh, I agree. Which is cool as hell. It breaks off like Iowa's. I think Illinois, I mean, naturally, we just don't like them. And Iowa, we naturally just don't like them. So that's going to be our two biggest rivalries. And I think Minnesota is just kind of eh, going to start going. Minnesota's yeah. on the side. On the they're, they're sneaky this year, but pretty soon. The actual belongs. Once there's more teams to be Right. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So my predictions from the heart, I went 11 and 1, still having to choosing the Ohio State game. Uh, so. Yeah. Prediction from the head, 10 and it's 2. Be, it's going to sound crazy. Heart, 11 and 1. My bold prediction, 12 and 0. I just wrapped that up in a neat little bow. It's 10, 11, 12. So, Mike, what's your prediction? From I got 11 and 1 as well. Uh, from the heart, I really, really want this team to succeed. On paper, there's just so many good things on paper that happened this year. The right things happened. We needed to make the change. As really bad as that, that sounds, because we all love Jim Leonard. If he was a coach, we would welcome him with open arms. But sometimes you have to make adjustments. You have to make changes. If we want to go after a Big Ten championship and compete with the Ohio State, the Michigans, whatever, if you want to get State, to, yeah. yeah, and even get to that 12-team playoff eventually on a consistent basis, change had to be made. I don't know if we could have done it running out of the power eye anymore. I just don't think we could do it just because we got to get with the times, I guess, essentially. Yeah, get with the Joneses. Recruiting and all that as well, but eleven and one. I hope this team really does because that'd be so special. And um, I think we got the pieces to do it. But at the end of the day, we have to execute, which goes back to what I said before and what I think how I think it's going to go from the head. So I apologize for this because I'm kind of setting you guys up. But I have us going eleven and one, right? I have us beating Ohio State on Halloween weekend, and in true Wisconsin fashion, Wisconsin sports fashion, I should say. I have us getting our hearts broken in Illinois. I really don't think we're winning that game. Um, I really like what they got going there. I know we don't like Brett Bielema, but that guy can coach some freaking Big Ten football. I'll tell you that. Um, so 
in true Wisconsin fashion, they're going to lose. I think Illinois would probably goes something like nine and three this year, to be honest with you. And I think there's going to be a top five in the Big Ten as a total because they're getting rid of the the like conference divisions next year. I think Ohio State's going to be good. Wisconsin's going to be good. Penn State, Illinois, and Michigan. Those will be the top five teams uh, in the Big Ten this year. So. True Wisconsin fashion, they'll be undefeated late in the year and lose to Illinois, and we'll all be like, what in the hell is going on right now? All right. I'm sorry. I like it. No, I'm, no, I'm it's sorry. good. I mean, I didn't want to say that, but that's really how I felt. No. <laughs> all right. Well, we can wrap this up, put a bow on it. Thank you, everybody who stuck around with us. All right. Can I, ask, can I ask one more question? Just between us three. So this is a question I, I saw on a podcast on the camp with Jesse Temple. The guy asked, who is under the under the most pressure this year? There's five choices, right? So Luke Fickle, Phil Longo, Tressel, Tanner Mordecai, or McIntosh. McIntosh. I'll go McIntosh. Also. Easy. McIntosh. And it's, it's not even just all with the football thing, because I think there's also a lot of there's still a lot of wine in the Buckwright guard. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that he threw so much freaking money in, so much money into the football program that if it doesn't succeed, that's when you're going to hear the crying from the other departments about not getting some of that money. That's what I think. And I thought about this for a while, too, because you can go in so many different directions with this because I went kind of like when I said in the beginning of this podcast, there's a lot of those old school Badger fans that are all about uh, this is what how we normally do stuff. It's been that's been the mold for the last 20 Plus years. 30. Somebody within the system needs to be hired. Well, I mean, I guess Gary Anderson, I guess that could be an exception. But that was Barry Alvarez's hire, so everyone gave it the green light at first. This is just – this is out there. So, I was – I thought about that too, but you can you can literally go any sort of direction with this. Which is I think Mordecai is the least. Yeah. You think yeah. most? I Now, see, I, I thought – I think least because he's already – like, what, what has he got to lose? My thought was Phil Longo. My thought was Phil Longo, actually. I would go with Fickle. Only because I thought the reason why I thought Phil Longo, obviously with the offensive scheme, that is the biggest change. You can say, like, I mean, Tressel, and this goes back to the expectation of, like, Tressel. I think he's still going to have a top 15 defense. But when you have expectations like that, that creates some more pressure, though, kind of, too, at the same time. So I think I personally think with the sch- schematically, I think I thought Phil Longo at the end of the day might have the most pressure because that is Fickle's guy. But I mean, and then you can put that, yeah, that's, that's just a trick question. But respectable. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you everybody who watched. Thank you everybody thank for you coming everybody out. Today. Thank you. Go Pack, go go Badgers. Bucks is six. Not Steelers. Oh, that's in the whole that's in the whole steam crowd for us, man. Oh that's what you get from All right, and a big thank you to Isaac yeah. Sports Bar. Big big thank you to Isaac for hosting us. Yes, yes. Letting us do this in person and be able to give this out and uh, do this in person. So yes. um big big thank you to Isaac. So all right. Wrap it up. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you for some bad football. Put a bow on it, baby. On Wisconsin. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.